What's up, everybody? So, just to let everyone know, if you know a drummer with a uh, mic set, um, let me know. I'm looking for somebody to do a drum track for my intro slash outro for the show. That'd be awesome. Um, as of right now, here's a promo for another show. I'm going to start uh, using promos from other shows just to uh, get some get some cross-exposure here. I need to work on one for myself, but here you go. This is Seamus and his Crime and Movies promo. What's up, guys? My name is Seamus, and I host the podcast Crime and Movies. This podcast is not about movies featuring crimes. That would be weird. This is a podcast about criminal behavior within the movie industry. So tune in on your favorite podcast player, or of course, the usual Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, and anywhere else that you enjoy your podcasts. Once again, I am Seamus, and I host the podcast Crime and Movies. Check it out right now. Just binge on some crime. What's up? I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. This is getting released on Black Friday. Uh, I don't really participate in Black Friday, whatnot. Um, but I am waiting until midnight to order something this year. Uh, so now it's 1130, and I'm sitting here doing this while my wife and my son are sleeping and figured I'd work on the episode so I could get it released on Black Friday. Uh, we recorded this on Sunday. Uh, this is my buddy, Maurice Murray, from Whole Foods. Um, that all gets explained later. So, uh, Anyway, if you like the show, please support me on Patreon. You can find links on my webpage, uh, theherfcast.com. Uh, you can click any of the Patreon links. That'll take you right to the page. Um, you know, Donate a dollar to the show. That'd be awesome. I very much appreciate it. Uh, other than that, you could also uh, find a link to the CRA. So you can join the CRA at the top of my page. Um, so yeah, check that out. Twitter, the underscore Herfcast. Instagram, the Herfcast podcast. Facebook, the Herfcast podcast. Check out flatbedcigarcompany.com. Flatbed Cigar Company, they have the Panacea line, the Track 7, Henshaw Street, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, the Pencil Tuckies. Uh, Paul's always got some great deals going on, but... If you use my code HC25, that's HC as in Herfcast, HC25 will get you 25% off your first order. And I think anything over 150 bucks is free shipping as well. Um, but Paul's a really great guy to deal with. Um, you won't be disappointed. He's got some really good cigars. He's got something for everybody. Um, other than that, I had the, uh, the GoV Hygrometer Thermometer Contest. And the winner of that was Kent Paulson. Up there in uh, them, them northern parts of Wisconsin, don't you know? Uh, Kent won the uh, hygrometer, so I'm going to be sending that out to him. Um, other than that, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoyed time with family and friends. Uh, ate some good food, whatnot. Um, here's the episode. Jeremiah, I want to feel right. the whole experience of what's yeah. going on. This is really <laughs> dope. So... Um. I'm ready when you are. All right. Well, uh, here we are, another episode of the Herfcast. Uh, I'm Brian, and today I've got one of my buddies from uh, Whole Foods again, yeah. uh, another guy from Whole Foods. This is, uh, well, three in a row now, uh, but this is uh, Maurice Murray. Yes, sir. 
That's I couldn't remember if it was Murray or Murphy. I appreciate you know what's but, crazy. Uh, I appreciate that though. Yeah. <laughs> In but, church, I'd be there all Sunday. Every Sunday, they still call me Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, Murphy. So um, tonight, I've got a little bit of Weller. Uh, he's got some uh, some of the Japanese whiskey. Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not familiar with the whiskeys. Uh, I'm actually not familiar with drinks regularly. I'm a daiquiri, uh, Hennessy type of guy. Yeah, we got the uh, Suntory. I don't know if it's Toki or Tuki or however you pronounce it, but it is what it is. Uh, that's what he's going with tonight. Yeah. And I've got the uh, Weller Special Reserve. And we were both smoking some um, Flor de las Antillas uh, Toros. So That's pretty dope. I hope I'm lighting this right. Am I, uh, yeah. Am I supposed to? There's a certain way to do uh, this. Could use, you'd use this one here, like toast, toast the foot. There you go. I wasn't gonna get it with that fifty cent lighter, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you would, you would eventually, but it wasn't gonna happen with that. What the hell? Know. So, all right. So, uh, Russell mentioned uh, the previous episode was Russell Cartwright, and he mentioned that you know, oh, bro, you got to get Maurice on here, man. Uh, Maurice uh, has got a great story. You know, this and that. So, um, I don't know. Basically, uh, I just like having people over. Uh, to just sit down, bullshit, smoke a cigar. So, what kind of what kind of history do you have with cigars? So, with cigars, um, I think I, my history starts with the Swishers, like the old Swishers oh, yeah. back when they were fat before the Cigarellos. Mm-hmm. I was probably like ten, eleven, running around, running up to the Eagle. It was a store called Eagle off of um, I want to say off Harrison down the street from Timberon Trails. We used to go in there and steal them. Actually, we used to steal all kind of shit. Wait, Her- Harrison. Harrison, like right at the end of Harrison, maybe like. 58th. Are we talking Hammond or? No, I'm talking. I'm talking Merrillville. Okay. Like 58th and Harrison, there used to be a store called Eagle right there. It was like a grocery store, and this was before they used to have all the cigars and stuff behind the counter. Mm-hmm. It used to be like in the aisles, you know what I mean? So as a kid, what is it? Is it Admiral that's off of uh, 72nd or 73rd, whatever? Like over by. Uh... Do you remember when it used to be like a a. No, I, Baskin Robbins. You remember when Thirty One yeah. Flavor was one of the Baskin Robbins, right to like a gas station on the yeah. corner? No, I, I I remember where you're talking about, okay. but I was I was trying to oh, figure okay, out like, did, is is that Admiral that's over there by what used to be Blockbuster Video and Strax? Oh. No, 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 no. That's a that's Cleveland. I think you're talking Cleveland. Yeah, though, turn, right? yeah, Cleveland Taft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Admiral so. be having like the best. Excuse me. Abro be having like the best gas prices, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I usually use gas, buddy, but no, that's like you're saying. Uh, I used to hang out with a friend over there off Seventy of Third and Taft. Okay. And um, you know, before Admiral would put the cigarettes behind the counter, it was, you know, not not exactly something I'm proud of, but whatever. We right. needed cigarettes at, at the time, and you know, yeah, we'd walk in and someone would distract and you know grab a couple packs of cigarettes and. You know, that make away, feel, away we ran. Yeah. So. That made me feel old at the same time, too. Like, damn. Yeah. Like, I remember when you can go down the aisles and grab this stuff. It's a total different animal now. Yeah. But so. that's where my cigar thing came from. And then growing up how I grew up and not being familiar with, like, the names of, I don't even know what you name. What's the name on this cigar I'm smoking now? It's uh, Florida Les Antillas. I respect them. And so. I've always heard of, like, the Cuban cigar. 
but me personally smoking cigars i've always smoked other things in cigars you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so i never been uh, really uh able to appreciate the cigar so thank you yeah, right on man I hope, I, I hope you enjoy it that's i just know uh like i mentioned before we start recording your your profile picture on on facebook you got a nice got a nice stogie in your mouth mm-hmm. and a stack of poker chips and you know you got that going on so i didn't know if you had had any past with cigars or not yeah, i mean it's a, it's a it's a picture but it was during the time when um it was that was actually a photo shoot for a video we was doing like i said my my previous life i was doing music and I smoked on that cigar. I just, you know, just cigars has always been like a um, relaxation, like the myth around them. You know what I mean? Like most guys I've seen smoke real cigars. Yeah. Like more laid back type of guys, wisdom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I could see So, that. you know, I, I, at that time when I took that picture, it was like a growing into what I'm becoming now, you know? Yeah. I have friends now that offer me to come over and smoke a cigar instead of a friend that offered me to come over and do other things. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just a yeah. difference. I really appreciate it too. So. All right, man. So, how long you been with uh, Whole Foods now? So, to be honest, like um, tomorrow, yesterday or the day before, November sixteenth, was my two year anniversary for Whole Foods. Like, but I worked there as a temp maybe like four to six months before I got hired on. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it was cool. So I yeah, that's. Two I mean, so I had Alex on a couple weeks ago. Which Alex? Uh, Bersenio. My boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. You know, kind of the same thing. You know, he started his attempt, uh, worked his attempt for for a long time before he was able to get hired on. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then, like I said, you know, last week I had Russell on. Uh, you got some good people. On so it's it's kind of a big big Whole Foods month, I guess, uh, for for this show. But um, I appreciate you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think next month is going to be a lot more cigar oriented. Um, I'm looking to have. Uh, some reps and uh maybe an owner or two on so um looking forward to that so uh, anyone who listens on a regular basis yes this is a lot of whole foods in a short amount of time but deal with it yeah we'll get to the cigars later it's pretty good stories behind whole foods guys um you know it's really good people and let me just be first like i don't know if i'm first on record to say this but most genius shit that happens happens in a garage you feel me like i'm talking about like every genius situation that has come to pass or come to today is been created in a yeah. garage you know uh, Bands, I'm, I'm happy i'm Google. happy with my yeah this is awesome bro this is like I'm, so dope i'm happy with my with my little black flannel studio i got mm-hmm. going on you know um this is beautiful bro well thank you thank it you it really is um oh i didn't even turn the the blue lights on and i the, the blue lights are new no, I keep yeah, forgetting I to turn them on. Uh-huh. So it's cool. But um, dope. yeah, man. So uh, as far as cigars go, you just uh, pretty pretty new, pretty, uh, very new. almost almost brand new. You broke um, my cherry, bro. You popped my yeah. cherry today. So what do you what do you, what do you think of that so far? So so far, this is this is this is really smooth. Um, it's not a harsh smell on it either. Yeah, you know. So that's I, you know, you, you definitely threw me off. I definitely thought you had some experience because I asked yeah. you what kind of cigar you wanted me to get for you, and you're like, you know, something dark, something, you know. I thought some, we was talking liquor. With some body, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, cool, all right. Yeah. And then uh, I asked you what you wanted to drink, and you said dark liquor. It's yeah. like, all right, I got, I got that covered. Um, so there's a dark form of cigars. There's a lighter form. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, all different, all different kinds. I mean, you're gonna have, you know, Connecticut's, Maduros, Oscuros. You ever smoked a Cuban cigar? Yeah, 
So yeah. what's that about? What's the whole thing about behind well, that? Uh, I mean, there, there's some really good quality cigars out of Cuba, but that's not all of them, you know, and that's not all that cigars are anymore. Uh, like a lot of a lot of great cigars come out of Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican. Mm. Um, you know, Cuba and Dominican, you're going to have a lot of more mild cigars so they're not so harsh yeah so like nicaragua and whatnot you're going to get a lot of a lot of spice behind nicaraguan tobacco so uh, tobacco you know but mainly cuban it's a lot of hype they they used to be the best cigars in the world because that was the place to grow tobacco you know Mm -hmm. but now with all these other countries you know it's a whole different story you get so many different blends you get um, you know, just so many different flavor combinations to to play around with, right. and there's just there's so much better stuff out there other than Cuba, you know. But uh, with that being said, still the the best cigar I've ever smoked was uh, uh, a 2002 Cuban uh, Cohiba Esplendidos, mm. uh, just a fantastic cigar. It was it was sounds gift- fantastic. Yeah, it's it was like a fucking Ferrari. It was gifted to me by a by a buddy of mine, Dan. Uh, from from this group that I'm in, uh, Cigar Geeks, um, and yeah, that's Cigar Geeks. Yeah, that's, that's met a that's lot of dope. great people through that website, uh, and we get together every year. Um, you know, we started doing it a few years back, and uh, I hosted it last year. This year, I went to oh, Texas. Uh, uh, the year before, I hosted it. I went to uh, just outside of Philly. So how you get involved with that? What you just like bumped in, into that? Or yeah, something? man. One Christmas, uh, I got a tablet for Christmas, and that was like right when I was getting like into the cigar hobby, okay. like not just smoking a cigar to smoke a cigar, mm-hmm. but you know, actually paying attention to educating yourself yeah. on what you're doing, and yeah, like actually learning yeah. learning about the cigars, not yeah. just you know smoking it to enjoy it instead of smoking it to smoke it. 100%. You know, so I you know I got my tablet and I just I searched for a. Uh, for a cigar app and cigar geeks was one of the first ones that i came across and not long after i joined i, I pretty much ditched the app uh and just went to the website because mm-hmm. uh, the website had the forum the app didn't have the forum and within the forum there's just such a great community of guys that you know a, a lot of a lot of active people i learned i learned more in my first two weeks in that forum than I knew from like the prior six years of smoking cigars, mm. you know. So it was a really great uh, educational uh, thing for me. I'm all about that, Brian. Yeah. All right. Like honestly, like I honestly like I'm all about educating yourself. You know what I mean on anything that you're interested in or what you're trying to do. I believe like education is everything. Like, oh yeah. Not even just school wise, you know. Just everything in life. Yes, sir. Um, you know, whether it be cigars, yeah, whether it be, whether it be technology, mm-hmm. um, or or booze. Um, exactly. You know, uh, I'm I'm not so much, but uh, I get the feeling that you are. But you know, uh, learning as much as you can about about religion or yeah. or or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like the thing about religion, it's like um, with me per se, I like to educate myself on it as it. As is, I'm not one of the people that like. Um, I read the Bible every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. At all. You know what I mean? But it's like growing up the way I grown up. All I've known was pray. You know what I'm saying? 
even if I knew the if I knew the stories, if I didn't know the stories, all I know is pray, believe, pray, believe. You know, yeah. my whole life, like no matter if I know anything about it, it's always been that. You know what I mean? So as I grow now, like I'll I'll go to church and hear different stories, and I'm not educated on the story. So now me being in a place where I want to educate myself on every and anything is like I'd be interested, like oh, but I still don't go home and be like, okay, let me open up my Bible or whatever you yeah. read. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what 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 do you put your time into other than other than you put a lot of time into work? I know that. Uh, so outside of work, what do you put your time into? What so, do you what do you what do you like to learn about? Okay, um, so my whole life I've been um, I've been fighting a career, Brian. My whole life, like it's not because like I've been fighting it because I want to do other things. Like I've always wanted to do music, and I've never wanted to do anything else. So I've always ran away from career opportunity jobs. Yeah, you know what I mean. And coming from where I come from, I'm not even going to put a color on it. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Just coming from you know poverty don't have a color. Or, just uh, depression doesn't have a color. Just coming from those things, <clears throat> you got to stay busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to stay busy, man. But I used to put a lot of effort in my music, and I have a studio, and I used to go there all the time. And You know, but now it's like my, my dreams are getting bigger, and I know what it takes to make those dreams become reality now. Like, as a kid, you're like, I want to own a store. I want to do this. But as you get older, you be like, Okay, in order for me to do that, I have to do this, and I have to do yeah, this. Yeah, it's know not I mean? just gonna Heck no. appear. So my 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 time, like my hobbies, I spend as much time as I can with my stepdaughter. She's my daughter, though. You know what I mean? But yeah, she's definitely my stepdaughter. But she's definitely my love of my life. I love this kid to death, and you know, with my family because I work so much. Yeah. And outside of Whole Foods, I also work at Harold's Chicken. Oh, do you? Heck yeah! All man. right. So I worked. I've been for like three, four months. I was working seven days a week. So. Just imagine how much time I was away from them, you know. Yeah. Well, so, that's. I mean, going going back a couple of years, yeah. like, uh, hell, not even a couple of years, but I mean, when we were doing the the sixteen, eighteen hour shifts on the reg, like, I mean, dude, I I couldn't do it anymore. Like that that was right when my when my son was like coming into like who he is. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he's three you. now. I mean, so he's a year and a half and I'm working these ridiculous hours and it was, that that's why, that's why I switched shifts, man. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So what kind of, what kind of music did you, okay. or do, do you still, do you still fuck around yeah, with it yeah, at all? Hell yeah. So yeah? I still dabble like me and my friends. We got a studio on um, Broadway, like an actual studio where it's like decent equipment, and everything. And I still go from time to time and I still have ideas but I don't agree with how rap music is now, you know? Mumble rap? You mumble rap, bro. It's like, <laughs> it just throws me off. It's like, there's still opportunity for people who rap regularly. Yeah. Okay? Now, the thing about music now is you have to attack it in an internet form. Yeah. It's not hit the streets with a bunch of CDs, put up your posters, meet everybody, it's tell them you want to be their favorite rapper, give them a CD. YouTube and yeah, SoundCloud. it's YouTube and SoundCloud and it's networking and moving around, you know? And that's what I don't have time to do. No, that and that's with this. Like, I'm, I'm horrible with social media as far as like promoting the show and everything else. Like, you know, that's it's, it's rough, thing. man. Yeah. yeah, it's that that is what drives anything in this format. One hundred percent. You know, dude. and but at the same time, like this is this is a fun hobby. Like, you know, I I enjoy putting the work into it when I have the time. Exactly. You know, like I try to do a sh I try to release a show every week. On Fridays, mm -hmm. uh, this one might be a little bit earlier. So this is we're, we're recording on Sunday before Thanksgiving. 
Dope. So that's dope. everyone's going to be busy on Friday out shopping and, and doing whatever. So I, I might this release so it early. Dope. Like if I get the time to, to, to like, uh, upload it and get it on the website and everything, uh, I might, I might release it early cause I usually don't record this early. Uh, but it was nice because last with with Russell we recorded last Sunday, mm. and I still put that out on Friday. So I had a lot of time to chop a screw. Yeah, mm-hmm. like which I don't I don't really edit anything. Uh, Sorry, you know I add uh, I add an intro and an outro. Yeah, uh, I'm so. starting I'm starting to throw a promo in. Here, uh, like in a for, mid. for for a different show. No, like in in the beginning because I I don't like breaking this up. Like if if we're in the middle of a of a conversation, I like, feel. You. You know, I mean, unless <laughs> unless there's a long pause with a subject change, like right in the center of the episode, I don't like breaking that up and throwing something else in there to distract somebody. Right. You know, yeah, like you to, know take, to take away. Yeah, attention span is so small already. Yeah, and that's, I, I used to break them in half because these generally run anywhere between uh, an hour and a half and three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on how the conversation is exactly. going. So, like, I would break them up. And I think the first episode I didn't break up was with uh, my my first episode with Coffee Black, and just that's a dope name. Who's that? Uh, he's a local comedian. That's dope. Yeah, Coffee Black. Yeah. Shout out to Coffee yeah. Black. Uh, isn't it Darren Darren Cujo or Shout Cujo? Out. I like your name, bro. Um, great dude. Um, that's he's been on twice. Uh, but yeah, that that was the first episode that was like you know what? Like, there's no good point to break this. So I'm just gonna let it run. I mean, everybody knows where the pause button is at. Right. Everybody knows how to get back to it. You <laughs> yeah, know. Come right back. Go back uh, to work. Do what you gotta do. Come yeah. right back. Press play. So, We're still here. I mean, if it doesn't work for somebody, you know, I, I'm sorry, but that yeah. that's how it is. Uh, it's a freaking podcast, man. Just it's dope, honestly. Like Brian, if they ain't listening to you, they fucking cheating themselves. Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, I I think on average I got about 40 downloads now. That's dope. Um. Which up until a few weeks ago, well, I I think like the last four or five episodes have been right around like forty, forty eight. Uh, before that, it's about twenty five. So you know, a couple extra people. It's nice. I hope I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, um, me too. I hope y'all enjoy it. I mean, I de- I definitely enjoy sitting down and and talking. You know, and the same thing with uh, with Alex and I uh, when when we sat here and talked. Like the same thing with me and you. Like we bullshit at work. Yeah. You know, but. We don't really know each other. Exactly. You so know, you, so it's a conversation. It's an opportunity. And that's that's one of the things that you know, I doing this, I get the chance to sit down and actually get to know somebody. Yeah. You know. That's you know, remind me before we uh we close out, uh, before you take off, I gotta have you sign the wall. I always forget Definitely. to have people sign the wall. Definitely. So. I had a um at my studio, so so let me tell you this. So like Okay, so I've been at Whole Foods two years, two and a half years, but maybe two and a half years before that, I was a hustler, right? And I had a studio, and I used to have all the young rappers and Gary come to my studio and record there. I have everybody sign the wall, right? And we were at this studio for maybe two, three years, and at the end, when it was time to go, I promise you, Brian, half of the people on my wall was dead, and the other half was maybe in jail somewhere. Damn, dude. You understand? And so, that was maybe two years before I went to um, Whole Foods, maybe. <laughs> so life is crazy. How does that? How does that affect you? So like, 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 no, just just knowing that it affects me tremendously, and it's like it gets under my skin, you know. And it's like um, so many people are comfortable in it as well, you know. 
And those people upset me as well. Yeah. People who have judgment and don't understand it, you know, those people bother me. And then there's people inside of it that are comfortable in it. And that bothers me, you know? Yeah. So it's so many different things. Man, it's just crazy, man. Like, I had this studio, and I've done bad in my city, and I, I've tore it down, you know? And I've had um, I had this recording studio, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'll charge these kids a little bit of nothing, have them come in and record. And for these two, three hours, they're off the streets. Yeah. They're not gangbanging. They're not shooting at each other. They're out of the way of the drive-bys. They're, and I'm mentally thinking this. I'm not just saying this to you. No. I'm literally thinking this. Okay, so, and I know these kids that are coming to my studio. I know these are the kids, because they, when they come, they all got big guns on them. I'm talking no. about, bro, you would think these kids are in Iraq. It's a scary so, thing. So what was like the average age range? So average age range is maybe 18 to 22. No. That is scary. No. 18 to 22. Like you don't even. And, and the, see here the thing about people of poverty. You can say black. You can say white. You can say Hispanic. You can say whatever color. But I believe poverty isn't a color thing. I believe that these poverty stricken areas, they're black, they're white, they're Hispanic, they're everything. No. And these people in these positions, you know. Everybody wants something, but they don't want nothing. No. You don't well, have to work to get it. I, I love the fact that you Kills brought that it. up about the, the poverty areas not having a color. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, you know, me, the, the second time coffee came on, um, I asked him to come on so we could talk race relations. Oh, huh. And, um, that's a dope thing. You know, he, he brought up, you know, like people talk about black on black crime, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a. It, it it's not black on black it's it's people on people well, and it's sure. you commit crime against the people that you're around 100%. you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter dude like so like and <laughs> and you you don't know my show from from anything you right. know uh so i mean obviously you didn't listen to that episode but it's it's nice to it's nice to to hear that same thought yeah from from a whole nother point of view 100 you know. but you know some it, it starts at like the um like you know how they say it starts at home but it takes a village to raise a child yeah that is one of the realest things you know and you never know what these kids are taught at home you know you never know what they're taught at home they could be okay so for instance it's this kid that i knew from gary who decided to shoot at the police right Shoot at the police. Police find out, find out it was him. He goes to jail for however many years. This man got children, right? Nobody knows if this man's children's mother is telling these people, fuck the police. Your daddy was trying to get some money and bring it home to us. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You don't know if that's what she programming these kids to think. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or she's at home like, well, your dad was doing something wrong. I told him to go do the right thing, and he still chose to do the wrong thing. So, you know. You don't know what's being taught at home. Yeah. And that's the killer, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's 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 the breakdown there. And you know, I was watching this movie the other day called The Hate You Gave. And I wanna say it's a Tyler Perry movie and I really dislike Tyler Perry movies, but I think this one was one. Yeah. And it's called The Hate You Gave. So are you familiar with Tupac? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so Tupac was like my uncle growing up. Yeah. Not in the literally, in the literal, you know what I mean. Like I didn't literally know him, but my but mother through, raped through, through his music, music and yeah, through his story. You understand? Yeah. Like through all of those things, I understood what Pac was talking about when I was a young guy. You know what I'm saying? And as a grown man, I listen to him, and I still hear the same stuff, and I understand it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But the movie is called The Hate You Gave, and Tupac had this thing called Thug Life. And it's The Hate You Gave, Little Infants Fucks Everybody. Yeah. So as I'm driving to work the other day, I'm thinking about it. The movie is good. In the movie, this young black kid gets shot by a police officer, right? A white police officer. The the kid, it's a it's a it's a it's a girl in the car and it's the boy in the car, right? The girl in the car at home, her father was a gangster, right? Her father told her since she was a little girl, if you get pulled over by the police, you cut the car off, you cut the lights on, you put your hands on the dashboard, you make sure you don't do no false movement. He tell you to do something, you do it. The, whatever he tell you to do, you better do it. Her dad taught her that from the beginning. He was a gangster. Yeah. You hear me? So in the movie, this kid gets pulled over. He's aggressive the whole time. He's aggressive the whole time. He gets out the car. The cop tells him to put his hands on the, on the dashboard. This kid, he tells him, put your hands on the dashboard. Don't move. The cop go back to the car. This kid move. When he move and go back to the car to talk to the girl, the girl is like, what are you doing? Go back to where you was at. The man told you to stay where you was at. What are you doing? He yeah. like, don't worry about it. He cool. This boy reach into the car to grab a brush. When he reach in and grab the brush, he come out to brush his hair. As soon as he go to brush his hair, the police shoot him. Crazy thing is this. I would have shot his ass too. That's You feel me? Yes. And you know, that's one of the things it's just being honest. No, and that's 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 one of those things like I mean you got some bad apples. What are you being taught at home? Yeah. Bro, but, they told you do not move. And well, I mean, even even with that, it's like, you know, not all of them are bad. Like no, you've man. got some bad ones and man, fuck them. You like, have some you bad know, police. Yeah, and you do. You know, but in this day and age, like social media plays a huge role. True. And I mean, all of the bad gets publicized so much. Yeah. And none of the good. But I mean, with that being said, like, you know, again, I'm going to go back to the Coffee Black episode, like, you know, just talking about, you know, just like what you're talking about, getting pulled over. Right. You know, dude, I or, cut the lights on. I cut my light. I cut my car off. I make sure my hands is out the window. I'm right here, brother. You, and I have good license. I have no drugs in my car. Anything. You hear me? Yeah. But bro, at the end of the day, it's like I can't play around because I have so much to lose, and I know that it's not good cops out here. And that's you know, I I do the same thing. Yeah. You know, as far as you know, make sure everything is visible and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't have the same worries. Well, not 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 on that level at know. all. I know. You know, and I respect you for saying that. Yeah. I respect you for saying that because some people be like, I don't understand why. Bro, y'all have to understand. Growing up, I remember cops pulling up on me and my friends and saying, Tyrone, I seen your game the other day. Boy, you was out there killing them. You keep it up. You stay in school. Hey, Leroy, I seen you running with Tyrone and them. Y'all need to stop. I'm coming to see your mama. Blah, 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 blah. That what I'm saying is the police knew the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. The kids in the neighborhood knew the police. Nowadays, you have people from outside of your neighborhood coming to to basically protect your neighborhood, no. and they don't understand the, under, the language. Someone that lives in Highland is is running around and Gary, Gary, and yeah. you think these guys aren't nervous about because it's not even about. And it goes from how were you taught at home? Yeah, you know what I mean. Even from that perspective, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So it's like. Man, it starts from the root, bro. It's it a scary, does. but it's a scary thing, and you know, like, and that's that's the thing. It's like the, a guy from Highland patrols Gary. We already know the intimidation there, right? Oh yeah. So what I have to tell my daughter is, 
You have to be smarter and you have to be on top of everything you do because of your address. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. I have to, I can't play around with my daughter. And if I had a son, I would probably be harder on him. My daughter's seven. And my daughter know her dad ain't, I don't sugarcoat anything because I can't. Yeah. I can't play around with you because they won't play around with you. And when I say they, I'm not talking about white people. Yeah. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about people outside of these rooms, outside of these walls. I'm talking about black people, too. Yeah. I'm talking about people who ain't going to care if you're having a bad day. And they're not going to have sympathy for you, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. And you have a Gary address. Yeah. So at the end of the day, people are going to judge you off your address before they get to your beautiful name of Sanaya. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Now, here's the thing. This is my stepdaughter. I stepped in when she was one and a half. And I loved her since the day I met her. When she called me daddy, I had an obligation. Nobody told her to call me that. She just said it. And once she said it, I said, okay, even if it's not on paper, she believes this, so this is my obligation oh, yeah. now. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And I love her mother. So I had to make that happen. But <coughs> your address, <laughs> your name is Sanaya. And if I had something to do with that, her name probably wouldn't be Sanaya because yeah. I know how serious it is out here. Growing up when people, Demarius and Octavian and all these different names. Dude, I love my people to death. I love being my color. I love my roots. I love everything. But some stuff, bro, I'm just not going to, I can't get down with. No. I just can't get down with. No. Because I know the future. Like, I know. Like, you know, when older folks would be like, hey, man, don't do that, man. I'm telling you, I've been there before. You'd be like, man, fuck that. No. He doesn't man. know what he's talking about. It's you a different world now. You motherfuckers better listen. It's yeah. definitely a different world, so yeah. it's going to be worse. Yeah. You yeah. feel it's going to be worse. It's going to be on camera, too. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, you're you're about a third of the way through that cigar. So I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Oh, no, no, no. No, you're good. That's I'm just, you know, before before we get too riled up, I'm going to okay. pull it back a little bit. But, um, you know, so. How how do you feel about it? Like, is this? Do you think this is something that you could get into? Is it something you'll try again? Cigars? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I really I respect the cigar so much that you know I would only do it. In, I, I really like respect the cigar. I don't know if people if I'm I'm all crazy, Brian. I probably am. No, but you know, like I just don't feel like this is nothing to be played around with. No, you know, like no, it's. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, this ain't nothing to play with. It, man. it, it all depends. I mean, there's. The, I'm probably you know, too time, deep. time, they time like and place, deep. time and place for everything. You know, e even yeah. with cigars. Uh, but I mean, so I say that to say you could take it as serious as you want to take it. Yeah, like you, like me, I take it, I take it pretty seriously most of the time. Like, I mean, obviously, I have a podcast that's kind of, kind of loosely around cigars. Yeah. You know, obviously, I love the hobby. I love cigars. I, I love doing it. Um, but I mean, I definitely have. My fuck off cigars, where yeah. it's like you know, I, I pay a dollar eighty seven a piece for them, and you know, it's I, I don't mind setting it down. I don't mind paying attention to it. You right. know, like like a cigar like this, I pay attention to. Exactly. You know, I, you know, get get those flavor notes. Yeah, and, but and see, you smoke else. them regularly, and, so like the what I'm saying is my cigar, your my cigar at the time it would be a different cigar for you at that time. Yeah. So you smoking them regularly. You'll pull out that big boy when you like, man, you know, this accomplishment. Oh, yeah. You feel oh, that's, me? You just switch the cigar at I, that moment. I got I to gotta start thinking about what cigar I'm going to smoke once I'm off probation at work. Yeah, that's what I'm I, saying. I got, that's what I'm saying. I got uh, a little bit more than 700 hours to go uh. until I'm off probation. So what's and that, like a like, year? 
No, no. Uh, it's it's 1,040 hours is the probation period, and that's roughly six months unless you work overtime. Oh, know, so. so does the overtime count? Yeah. I so un- unlike, unlike Whole Foods. Okay, that's why I asked because I'm, yeah. right, I'm like, damn. Man, so Whole Foods didn't, yeah didn't count your overtime hours towards your service hours, and your don't. total service hours. Yes, sir. But at the mill, every hour you work is counted towards your service hours. That's raw business. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that's definitely one of the one of the positives. So that's dope. Yeah, because I was uh, we was just talking about that. Well, we wasn't just talking about that. Me and my wife actually was, I think, and I was talking about that. But because that because they're giving um. So what they're doing is anybody with over six thousand man hours, they're giving them a share in Amazon. Did Russell speak about? Oh, that? All right, no. Okay, so um, that was brought to us at the um and one of our meetings. So any any employee at Whole Foods that had over six thousand man hours were going to be offered a share, and each share starts off at like nineteen eighty yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's it's close to two grand. Yeah, it, it fluctuates something a little like bit. That. So you guys know I'm speaking facts here. You feel oh yeah, me? I'm not just talking. But um, that's what we were told, and you know I don't have that many hours. I think I got like four thousand maybe. Yeah. So the conversation didn't even matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, it's not I, that it didn't matter. I'm just it not will. included. You know but what it I mean? will. It will. But yeah. here's the thing. I don't know if it will. That's the thing. I don't know if it will. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, so is it? will it change when I get to that, that moment? We don't know. We're just talking about what's yeah, going on right true. now. But yeah. with that being said, I got to respect that and not even, you know, well, this isn't yeah. a conversation for me. But I respect it. Though. I, I hope everybody get their money on, man. Get your money. Oh, yeah. That's what life's about. Get yeah. your money, man. But salute. So um, now I I don't know what you're comfortable with talking about or anything like Everything. that. But uh, you know, Russell mentioned that you've got you've got a hell of a story behind you. Okay. Um, so I I don't know what he meant by that. I don't okay. know what kind of past you've had, what you've gone through, right? Uh, all that. So I mean, anything anything along those lines that I could I get you. to know about you? Yeah. So. Maurice Murray, right? So my dad, when I grew up, my dad, when I, when I got to an age, like around the time of me being born, my father was a pastor, okay? But that don't mean my father didn't have a life before he became a pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then my mother sold insurance. My mother did really good. She worked out of her car, and um, she sold insurance to all the Gary firemen, Gary police department, all through Gary, like my whole life. That's what I remember my mom. And I'm saying this to say, like, um, they weren't together growing up, but, you know, my I knew both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I lived yeah. with my mother. I seen my dad time to time, and he did pretty well. And just growing up, like, I never thought about selling drugs and stuff like that. Like, I never thought about this because I was active. I was thinking about football. I was, I was around guys who sold weed and stuff like that. But I never thought about, like, okay, I'm just going to sell drugs to become whatever I'm going to become. I never got in that mind state. And fast forward, you know, like I went to Indianapolis and I started uh, working as a phlebotomist. Can you All picture right. that shit? Yeah, working, working with some blood. <laughs> stealing blood. Not stealing blood, but taking <laughs> blood out of people's body. And uh, it was at a plasma center and I was doing that. And then uh, I was working two jobs. This was around the time when I was trying to get in my two-job phase, like trying yeah. to work my body. Yeah. So I'm working at the blood bank and I'm working at FedEx because I had a friend move down from Gary. He started living with me in Indianapolis. And he wouldn't work for shit, dude. And I'm like, all right, if I get a job, he'll get the job too. So I'm working two jobs and I hurt myself. And when I got to the to the blood bank, 
my back was hurting and I told him I was going to the hospital. I go to the hospital. I go back. He was like, what did my doctors know? I was like, man, it was a four-hour wait. I said, I'm coming back to work. He said, uh, uh, go home. I said, go home? He's like, yeah, go home. And I was on my way home. I'm like, man, fuck this. I said, this motherfucker determined my everything. My wake up, my go to sleep, if I pay this car off, if I could pay my rent, if I could do all this. Because I was a young man, I was like 19, new car, new everything. And I'm like, I'm dependent on this job and these people to pay. You know what I mean? Like, I was just too dependable on these yeah. people as a young man, you know? So I got in my feelings. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Atlanta. My mom just moved to Atlanta. I was doing music. I'm like, all right. So I moved to Atlanta. Long story short, I moved to Atlanta. And I met this girl. I get the hustling around and getting jobs. So by the end of our my first marriage, I start hustling for real, Brian. And I'm hustling and I'm working at Glock. You know the gun company Glock? Yeah. I'm working at the gun company Glock. And I'm doing really well, bro. I'm meeting people. I'm doing what I do. And on my 89th day, they fired me. 90-day probation. You hear me, bro? That shit God pissed damn. me the fuck off. I'm sorry to cuss, bro. Oh, no. it's, it's They were like, man, Maurice, man, you're doing good. We're going to make you manager and everything. I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm going to be manager at Glock. I'm calling all my homeboys from the crib. I'm yeah. working at Glock, yeah. man. They, they're like, man, that's what's up. They fried me on my 89th day, but by this time, Brian, I had about 30 people calling me for drugs every day. No? Yeah. So by this time, I said, you know what? I'm just going to. I said, fuck it, man. I'm just going to. I'm just going to hustle. As soon as I did that, it was like a damn flush of a toilet, bro. No. I'm telling you, man. It's like after that, <clears throat> like right at the end of that, I end up going to jail in Kennesaw, Georgia for like two weeks. Now, here we go back to the good police and bad police. I get a new car and I drive past these police that were just lounging on the side of the road. And I just left the hospital with my ex-wife. And she was just bleeding, like she was just like her period wouldn't stop, you know. So she was weak and all that other stuff. So I'm sorry if I'm getting too deep, y'all. I'm sorry no, if, I'm, dude, if nothing, I'm talking too nasty, anything, whatever. I'm nothing's sorry. off limits here. But she was bleeding, and my license was suspended. But I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I can get her home. We just leaving the hospital. Past these police, they loafing. They see me. They look in the car. They pull on the lights. As soon as they pull me over, they say, "Oh man, got a new car, eh? Let me get your license and registration." I said, why you pull me over? He said, I just want to check out your new car. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell him, I say, man, my license is suspended. My wife here, she's been bleeding. We've been at the hospital since 7 this morning. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't want to hear none of that, man. Your license is suspended. I'll be right back. Lock me up. I end up doing two weeks in jail in Kennesaw. And in, in jail, I meet this older guy from Detroit. And I meet him. I didn't even say a word to him. I just looked at him. I was so upset in jail. I was like... Man, I done moved to Georgia. You know, Georgia got the most prisons. And, you know, Georgia is uh, come on vacation, leave on probation. And I'm going, you understand what I'm saying? Like, these are all the things I've been hearing my whole life about Georgia. And some of the stuff is factual. It does have some of the most prisons in the whole United yeah, States of America. Yeah. So some of it is true, you know what I mean? So, But it's, it still has to do with my black ass license was suspended. No. You feel me? So at the end of the day, I ain't going to put this on no color. I, my license was suspended. No. That's what happened. So I meet this guy in jail, and I didn't say two words to him, but he walked past me, and like the day I got out of jail, I go to Walmart, and he's in there, and we hug each other like we knew each other forever. Yeah. And he's just like, man, it's good to see you out here, da da da, da. 
So, Brian, I say like a week later, I'm moving these new apartments and I'm walking home from the grocery store and this guy will pull up on me in a car with tinted windows. And I'm like, I'm from the hood, man. Like, this before Whole Foods, Maurice. Like, yeah. you walk up on me, boy, I'm probably going to fan you down. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> I'm probably going to flip your car over. You probably want to keep moving right now. So, you know, um, he rolled down the window. It's him. And I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, what's going on? Da, da, da. And it happens to be he lives right across the hall from me. Oh yeah! Literally, like my it was townhome, so I come out of my townhome, and so it's a street where cars go through, and then he lives right across the like right across the street from me. So I go over there, and we get to talking, and he's telling me all these stories from Detroit. Like he's like, you know, about White Boy Rick, and you know, there's a movie that just came out about White Boy Rick, and he was t you have you seen the previews for it or no? Okay, it's a movie out right now. It came out maybe in the last two three months called White Boy Rick, and White Boy Rick was um was one of my 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 big homie one of his guys that he dealt with on a regular basis, you know, which happened to be the feds. You hear me? Yeah. So, you know, he was dealing with him and he was just telling me these stories. But, you know, when people tell you stories, like I was telling you earlier, like you'd be like, man, whatever, you don't know shit. I don't. But when you go in his room and he got sneakers surrounding the whole entire room, you know what I mean? When he got sneakers, I'm talking about like, like Air Force's Jordans, the, like all the dope dealer stuff. I'm talking everything. You walk in his room and, my mouth drop. I'm like, holy shit, this dude is really like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we sit back down at the, at the counter and we smoke and he like, um, I'm thinking about getting back in the game. I'm like, all right, for sure, man. Good luck, man. Da, 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 da. I'm still green as hell, you know? Like, I'm doing my thing a little bit, but I'm green. This is before I got fired from Glock as well. No. Okay? So this is probably within the the last 30 to 60 days of me working at Glock is when, I, when this happened. And um, I went over there the next day. And when I walked in, it was like two pounds of weed on the table. And he was like, um, I got it. I'm like, damn, bro, you doing your thing, right? I say, shit, let me get a half ounce. I go to pull out some money in my pocket. I'm like, let me get a half. He like, I didn't get this weed to sell no weed, did you? I got this weed so we can make some money. No. He said, bro, you just got out of jail? I just got out of jail? He said, you working at Glock? You can meet a bunch of people there. We can get some money, man. And I'm young, I'm green, I'm like, I can get some money, I'm a people person. See, I was blessed to raise, I was raised in Gary and Lansing, Illinois. So I've been raised around black people and white people, so yeah. I can communicate with anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's no, like I said, there's no color with me. I just know, yeah. communi I can communicate with anybody. So with that being said, I'm very friendly. People, I can get to know anybody. And, you know, weed is a general conversation. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Once he told me that, and he like, I didn't get this shit to sell you no weed. We about to make some money on this other stuff. So I get the, all right, cool. So I leave there with like a half pound of weed. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I just get the rolling, Brian. Rolling, rolling. So by the time I get fired from Glock, like I said, I had 20, 30 people calling me on a regular basis by this time. You know what I mean? So by this time, everything is just starting to just flush like faster. Like I lose my, I get this new crib and, I put my ex-wife in and our daughter and all sorts of stuff. And then I, I used the other house I had and I was just in it all night, just making money all night, all night, all night. And stuff was, still wasn't clicking for me. And one night the guy that I knew from Detroit was like, reached, um, we was just sitting down, Brian, and he like, you know, in order for you to get what you want, you got to sell your soul to the devil. And he said it like, he like, said like it. Like he was the devil himself. You hear me, bro? Yeah. Like, like. It was ridiculous, and the thing about it was I looked up to this man so much. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He was such like a father figure to me, you know what I mean? Like I had my father at this time. This was before my father passed. And the crazy thing is my father passed on Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, so, okay, so back. So, um, you know, he tells me in order to do that, you got to sell your soul to the devil. And I didn't understand what he was saying, but I just started getting colder, Brian. Like my heart started getting colder. And this ain't just no talking to y'all just because I'm on a podcast or anything. This is real life. Like once you sit back and reflect on your thing. So, so this guy was working for us in Atlanta and he messed up a bunch of money. So at this time, I got this thing going in the, in, in the part of Atlanta where I'm in and this guy messed up the money where he at. So the guy I was working with was like, I'm going to have him come up and work your spot so you could do your music. Okay? No. So now that means I got somebody at my spot 24 hours a day. I can go to the studio. I can make more connects. I can do my music. I can move around. I can sell more. I can do everything. So I started making more money, but I'm starting to just feel cold. I ain't got no girlfriend no more. I lose my wife. I'm just out here all night. I'm up all night. I'm just moving around. I'm. You can just see it happening, seeing it coming. So in the midst of all of this, one night these guys called me on Mother's Day, and me and my mother was upset with each other. And these guys called me, and he like, uh, Reese, what up, bro? He like, bro, bring me an ounce. I'm like, all right, I got you. And it wasn't nothing new. Like, he'll get an ounce from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was asking for something he wouldn't never get. But he called me back like, matter of fact, bro, let me get two ounces. And I'm like, all right. So I had an ounce on me, and I go next door to this big rapper in Atlanta right now. I go to his house. And I'm like, bro, let me get an ounce because he's seen what I was doing. You know what I mean? So we was on the same page, just different clientele. And he like, uh, I'm like, bro, let me get an ounce. He's like, all right, you know, when you leave, that's on you. I'm like, oh, all right, I got money in the house just in case. But, you know, no. we, we good regardless. I got you. Brian, this was the first time I've ever carried a gun with me in Atlanta like that. I've had guns, but I never really carried them on me like that. So I go to bag everything up and I go in my kitchen and I got the gun like in my like cabinet. And I'm like, take this gun with you. I'm like, all right. So I take the gun with me. And I pull, I'm driving to the dude. And on the way to get him, he called me. He said, bro, can you get some sweatshirts? We in the studio. Everybody got a studio in Atlanta, bro. Yeah. It's nothing new. Like, I'm talking people. Like, I, when I was doing the music, I really was doing the music every day. Up, sun up, sun down. I was in the studio every day. There's other guys like that. We work every week. When we get our check, we pan it on studio time. It's like you believe in something nobody else believes or yeah. sees. You understand? And that's really happening in Atlanta right now. So that's where I was with it. And um, damn, I kind of lost my train of thought. You uh, you were talking about grabbing your gun and leaving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so called, I my, he called to ask if you had two the ounces. So I grab, yeah, so I grabbed my gun and I'm riding to where they at. And um. In the midst of this, this man called me, tell me to get some swishers. I got some swishers. And Brian, when I pull up, his little brother come out, and he got a hoodie on. So I had a hoodie on, and I had the ounces in my hoodie, and I had the gun in my back pocket. Now, this is when it started getting, this is when my life just started getting really, really scary. So I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, the brother who let me in, he kind of swung the door open, like, in front of me like that. No. Like, he didn't walk in first. He just, like, opened the door and threw it open. So he wasn't in the so door. So he wasn't in the door. You yeah. know what I mean? So he threw the door open. As he throws the door and I go to walk in. But as soon as the door opened all the way, I look up, and it's holes all in the wall in this apartment. This is an abandoned apartment. My mind is telling me this now. So by the time my eyes make it to around the whole room, I look to this to the right of me, and it's a guy right at the door with a revolver, Right? So this young guy, I could tell he was probably like 16 or 17 years old, dude. I could just tell. This young dude was at the door with a revolver. So as I walk in, I case the whole room. And by the time my eyes get to the right, by the time my head get to the right of me, it's a little guy with a revolver. And he's holding some over his face. 
So I got two ounces in my hoodie, in the front part of my hoodie. I got the gun in my back pocket. And this brother who swung the door open, he was just standing like to the left of me, behind me. You know what I mean? Like if I was driving, he was behind me. So by the time I look over, see this dude with this revolver, he's holding something over his face. And he's like, he's holding something over his face. He has a gun on me. And he's trying to reach for my hoodie at the same time. I wasn't going, Brian. I'm sorry. I wasn't going. So as he went to grab for my hoodie, I pushed his hand off. I said, no, no, no. And I just pushed his hand like that. When I pushed his hand, I grabbed the gun out of my pocket at the same time. So as I go to grab, this man looked dead in my eyes and pulled the trigger. And the gun went off, Brian. And I just start dumping. Boom, 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 boom. All you can see is just shit popping off the walls, bro. Them boys get the fuck out of there, right? I didn't kill anybody. I swear, you can go back to where I was. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't shoot anybody. I got them boys to fuck up off of me. You hear what yeah. I'm saying? I had to get them to fuck up off of me. I was going to die. So I don't know how I wasn't hit. So after I pulled my gun out and I see, I see the shit go off, I, they go out the door like the brother never came inside. The door was still open. He, yeah. I could see him right there and the other guy right here. So as I'm spinning into this abandoned apartment, I don't know if there's more people in here or what. I'm spinning inside, and as I'm spinning in, I'm like I'm facing the door now. So as I go to pull out, they start dipping. I just boom, 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 just start hitting the door. They run out. So after they run out, I'm scrambled at this time. I've never even been through anything like what this. The fuck you do understand? I do now? I'm like, dude, I'm just selling some fucking weed. I'm from Gary, Indiana. I'm down here. I don't know nobody. But I'm doing a lot and I'm meeting a lot of people that I don't know. And I'm putting myself in dangerous situations like this. Yeah. So it's not like I'm uh, I was prepared for it, but I didn't know this was gonna happen. Yeah. But I never took a gun with me anywhere, and thank God I took my gun that night. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I look up and all of my shit is on the floor, Brian. So like my weed is on the floor. I got two ounces on the floor. I got my phone on the floor. I think my keys on the floor. I grab everything. And in Atlanta, they have apartment buildings where you can go in the front, come out the back, come in the back, go out the front. Yeah. So as I'm, I don't know if somebody else is in this apartment. I grab everything I put in my hoodie and I open the door. I get to scream. I'm going to kill you motherfuckers. What are you motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm screaming like a motherfucker. I go to run upstairs and it's more apartments. So it wasn't no in and out. So I had to run out the way I came in. So I run out. I finally make it out. I'm still screaming. I get in my truck, throw everything on the car seat, throw everything on the passenger seat, go to start my car, and didn't have my keys. Oh. <laughs> bro, didn't have my keys, bro. So I run back in. I'm running. I'm still screaming. I don't know if people heard the gunshots. Police coming. I don't know what. I go back in. I find my keys. Hop back in the car. Pill off fast as hell. And that was on Mother's Day. I ain't even talked to my mother the whole fucking day. Jesus. When he said I had to sell my soul to the devil, these were the things that started coming with it. You understand? Yeah. How the fuck you don't call your mom on Mother's Day no matter what? Yeah. You understand? I'm God at damn, the point where dude. it's like, you understand? So this, this is the thing. But, but the, here's the thing, bro. I'm very blessed because, like I said, I never rolled with a gun. I rolled with a gun on this day. Yeah. Something told me to do it. So that happened. And, okay, that was my first scare. Second scare was this. So. I probably made about $30,000 on the streets that year, right? Just like not pocketing or anything like that. It's just, you know, just, just touching enough and, you know, doing, you know. So me and the guys, me, the guy who messed up in Atlanta, who was working for us in, in my spot at the time, you know, and my other boss, man, we was chilling, we drinking. There's a guy come in and um, it was the candy lady's nephew, and when I say I sold everything, I sold everything. So he came in and bought some stuff, and 
he started trying to do it right there. And I'm like, bro, you got to get up out of here. Like, you can't do that here, man. We, yeah. we got too much going on. So they leave, and we celebrate the New Year's, coming in the New Year's. And the very next morning, this motherfucker called me again. And when he called me, he like, yeah, man, it's candy lady from last night, man. It's an nephew. I'm, I'm finna come over to get another one. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So he get there. And when he get there, he got this big ass, he's not big ass, but he got this older dude with him. And as soon as I opened the door in the hallway, he like, yeah, man, I, he, I'm he loudest. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Just, yeah. just come in, man. Come in. He like, all right. So like, yeah, man, let me get two of them. So me and my partner, we there, and I turn around and grab two of them. And when I turn back around, these boys pulled the biggest guns out their fucking pants. Whew, scared the fuck out of me, boy. I'm talking about pull the biggest guns. Like, I thought that gun came from his fucking ankles, bro. It took him so long to pull that bitch out of his pants. I'm like... Whoa, I'm like, bro, you can have everything. Take it. You can have it. So they went to moving around in, the, in in my apartment in the front room. I look at my dude. I'm like, come on. So as soon as I say that, I go to run. The patio is open. I hit the patio. I hit, hop over the patio. We on the second floor. Land on my feet. Boom. By the time I'm looking up for my homeboy to jump, I hear a gunshot. I'm like, damn. So I run around the whole building. And by the time I make it to the front of the building, these motherfuckers walking out my house like nothing happened, bro. These motherfuckers walking out like nothing happened, Brian. Like, him and his homeboy hopped in the car. Like, I mean, you would have thought that shit was some movie shit, dude. Like, it's crazy. You would have thought it was some movie shit. I'm talking these motherfuckers was perfect assassins. You hear me? So so how old are you when all this is going down? 22. Yeah? Yeah. So, all right, so going back to the first in, instant uh, incident. So what happened after that? Like, so. What incident? The. The the with the revolver, like it was it was your so boy, it was, I called it was your dude. boy that called you. It was yeah. his brother that that, that brought wanted, you up. Exactly. What happened afterwards? I called with, him with 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 your boy. I called. He wasn't my boy. Nobody was my boy. But I called him. I'm like, bro, what's going on? My fuck trying to get out on me. Da, 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 da. He like, man, I ain't, I ain't, that's my brother, man. I, da, 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 da. You know, I don't know these guys from Canada Paint. Man, Brian, when I say when that man told me about that. Dude, I took over these apartments, bro. Nobody else could sell anything in these apartments. I was up all night. My phone was up all night. My bags was the biggest. I never ran out of anything these people wanted. I didn't know nobody, though. I don't know these people. I grew up in Gary. I've been down here a year, and I didn't accomplish all of this. I don't know who like me, who don't like me. Yeah. You understand? And in that game, you'll never know. You'll never know. You understand? It's the candy lady nephew come over there with the that's fucking me, that, me. That's me speaking as about as ignorant as anybody could be to that situation i you know but i mean even i even i could say is like you know when it comes to that shit you you're never gonna know who's who exactly. and, and what their intentions are and then it's like yo is that, that that's far enough bro quick go get a job okay i ain't got no car though you know doing all this hustling selling all this dope i'm buying clothes i'm buying weed i'm sipping lean i'm doing all this dumb ass shit i ain't even got my own car yeah I got five, six hundred dollars in cash at home. I got every Jordan. I got all the just a fool. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Where your mind be, bro? I was trapped in it, dude. I was trapped in it. I was trapped in it because I was seeing money in it. And I had twenty two with that money. That, bro, twenty two that, with that money. That's what most people are gonna do on, with man. that money. And I got so many friends who have the same story. I'm telling y'all, man. And it's like, why does it become this? It becomes this because. Most people of color, most people in these poverty areas, not just of color, but it, it is like that. But most people have a late start. Most men have late starts. No. You know, we don't have people there to say, Maurice, you going to school to get you a trade. 
Like my mom used to say growing up, I'm going to get you a pickup truck. I'd be like, why the fuck you going to give me a pickup truck? I don't want no pickup truck. No, because I don't want you riding with a whole bunch of boys in your car and the police pull you up. Like, I've been getting told this my whole life. You understand? Like, bro, like, I've been getting told this my whole life. So it's like, if my mother would have told me, I'm going to get you a pickup truck, son, because if you have a pickup truck, you can always make money. You can always put a plow on the front of your truck and you can go make money, even if you don't work for anybody. You can always go move somebody from here to there. You can always do all kind of traveling. You can always do. My mother told me, I'm not going to get you this because of the police. But if she would have she would have changed my mind or if my mind was willing to change at that time, I would have appreciated that fucking pickup. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But it's like, man, I had to go see. I had to feel it all. I had to do all of that. So, you know, I went there and I was I was right in the middle of that. You know, so he get robbed. So they rob us, and like my friend, I'm like, "Where the fuck is B at?" So I run across. So we all lived in the same neighborhood. So I run over to my my big homie house. By the time I get to the door, my homeboy is running from behind his building, but his face is as big as a basketball. I'm like, "Bro, what's wrong with your face? They shoot, they hit you in the face, something?" He said, "Bro, when we when you ran, I went to run behind you, and they shot. That's why you heard the shot." So I stopped. I said, "Okay." He said, "Then he told me to jump." And I just jumped. I'm like, you didn't land on your feet? He said, I just jumped. I said, So he jumped from the second floor and landed on his face. Jesus. (laughs) You hear me, bro? This is is that game. This is that game. So you young guys, if there's any young guys out here listening, bro, y'all don't want to go down that road, bro. And this ain't even half of the story. This is just a portion. Yeah. That was the first of... Of like 2013 I was the first Like January 1st 10 days later My same homeboy Everything getting back Into normal Police was never called But the house felt weird So I'm at this point Where now My boss man was telling me These people hate you You don't even know You don't even give them A reason to hate you I say what you mean He say bro All you do is walk around In nice clothes You ain't get you no car yet You still live in your trap house That's fucked up right now anyway you still do this. You don't know how to shop. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you don't know how to shop. Like, like even though this man taught me so much wrong, he was still teaching me things that a man's supposed to know. Like, I didn't know how to shop. Yeah. You understand? Like, it's a difference to shop. Like, when I go shopping, okay, grab me some drawers, grab me a T-shirt. Uh, but if you sit down and you just put a little bit more time in it, you can find a better quality for the same price. No. If you go over to Macy's, look on this clearance aisle, you can find this. Just relax. I wasn't shopping. You no. feel me? And that's something minor as well, you know. But he like, all these people hate you. You don't even give them a reason to. Give them a reason to hate you at least. So I'm like, okay, you right. You right. I'm finna get these motherfuckers a reason to hate me. I'm finna get get my own crib again. I'm about to because this was at the mid, it's at the point of my divorce and all that for my first, you know what I mean? In the middle of all of this. And all this street shit going on, and I'm still got a woman, and it was crazy, y'all. It was crazy. So, you know, ten days later. I go to the barbershop, get my hair cut. I got approved for this new apartment. I put my money down and everything. I was in a mist the same exact day. So I get home from getting my hair cut. I pull up to my big homie house. I'm using this car and shit. I drop a car off. I pick up some weed from him, and I go in my apartment. As soon as I walk in my apartment, my homeboy in there, and I can tell he smoked up all his pros. For those that don't know what pros is, pros is the money that you make profit off of your pack of whatever you're yeah. selling. We call those pros. So I could tell you either going to make money off of your pros or you're going to smoke your pros. My boy was smoking his pros. You hear me? Yeah. So 
I had hella pros, so I came in there. I said, bro, roll this up. I'm about to get in the shower. And as I'm about to get in the shower, everything from that point on felt slow motion. I told him to put on some music for me. He went in his room, put on the music. And as he walked past the door, I was closing the door. And I seen him walk past smiling. And I closed the door. And from that point on, everything was slow motion. I look into the mirror and I say, Reese, you don't even need to get in the shower. I just got my hair cut. I was fresh. I'm like, you don't even need to get in the shower. Something like, get your ass in the shower. And I kid you not, I am I am telling you no lies at all. Something like, get your ass in the shower. I'm like, all right. So I get naked and I had a water running. And as soon as I put my feet in the water and I put my head under the spout, I hear, boom, boom. Pow, 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 pow. So after the first boom and pow, I hop out the fucking shower and I'm on the floor naked holding the door. I don't want nobody on the outside of this motherfucker to come in and all I see is bullets flying from the top of the door. Bullets. All I see is wood flying off the top of the fucking bathroom door and I'm at the bottom holding it. And all, I don't know who this is, bro. We just got robbed 10 days ago. I doubt this is the candy lady, man, because I ain't come back. It ain't like we went to go kill him or nothing. I don't want to fuck up my business. So he just got off with me one time. Okay, I'm going to switch up the shit. So now I'm using another apartment up the street. Like, don't nobody know that. But, you know, that was what was going on. So I couldn't mess up the money. So I don't know who coming in here to do this. Out of the door. So I, boom, 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 pow. Bro, I'm on the floor. All of a sudden, it's a boom at the door to the point where the wood cracks on the inside of the door. I'm terrified. You feel me? The wood cracked, and it was just one big boom. And after that big boom and the wood cracked, I felt like the devil was in the building. Like I felt, I felt them, bro. Like I felt them, and I seen like the green reap, like the grim reaper, what the dude that were all black. Like I seen that black fucking cloud floating in the bathroom with me. Like, and bro, y'all think it's a joke? This is not a joke, and I don't think that was the fucking mist from the shower. But I'm just telling you all this. This is factual. So I finally mustered up the courage. I put my pants on, bro, and I cracked the door. And as soon as I cracked the door, it's blood up and down the whole seam of the door. And my best friend is right there in, like, a fetal position with blood just coming out of his mouth. In fetal position. So if you hear people say, like, yeah, he turned into a baby and all that shit, you really do. You really do. So I had to call the police. So I see him right there. I run out. I run to my uncle's. Oh, I think I think I think we dead. He's like, you gotta go back. I'm like, I ain't going back. He's like, boy, you better take your ass back because the first person they're gonna be looking for is you. Yeah. All your shit in there, and your name on the apartment, all this other shit. First person they're gonna be looking for is you. I say, okay. I run back over there, call the police. Police come. I'm outside. Just I couldn't stop moving, bro. Like I haven't ran in so long. Like, it was 10 days ago I ran, and then on that day I really didn't run like that. But on this day I ran so fast, my blood pumping my – I ran so much to I was having, like, muscle spasms in my legs, bro, by the time the police got there. So the police get there, they look in, and then they do the DOA thing, turn around, did that. They take me straight down to the police station. I'm walking around the whole police station because I'm so spooked. My whole body is just, I do, I just talked to my boy, my boy dead, my life is, my, uh, man, my mama been telling me to go to the army, and this nigga done told me I got to sell my soul to the devil, God bless America, what am I doing, Maurice, your daddy getting sick, what are you doing, da, 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 da. you know you got to, everybody like you, you working at Glock, go find you another job, I'm, nah, being hard-headed, being hard-headed, all of this shit is spiraling, spiraling, so I do the whole first 48 thing, that's why I don't watch it today, because that's some real shit. 
that's a real situation when you see somebody dead from gun violence and ignorance pretty much you know what i mean so you know that's a real situation and you know i did that and the next day my mother actually lived in atlanta at the time i lived in marietta she lived in atlanta and um the next day my uncle gave me a hundred dollars for a bus ticket to come back to gary and my mother was in Atlanta, so out there you got to go to Atlanta first, and then you get to leave out. So I went to Atlanta. I met my mom down there, and um, I meet my mom down there, and we hanging out, we talking. And she's like, "Reese, I knew something bad was gonna happen from this. You're supposed to be a preacher. You're supposed to be a preacher by 25. What you doing, son? You're supposed to be." Da, 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 da. I knew what I should have told you. She was, you know, you know how mamas is, man. I really love her to death, but it was like my mom used to tell me, like, "You ain't gonna be happy till you get a felony." You ain't going to be happy until you da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was just hard-headed. And I wasn't happy until all those things happened. Yeah. You feel me? So the next day, I hang out with my mom for a minute, and then I get on that bus, and I come back to Gary with the clothes on my back. And in the midst of that, I get back to Gary, and I start putting out applications, and I cried the whole way. And that night, I had to call his mother and tell him what happened. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. that's some shit that I'll never forget. I had, to, I had money with his blood on it, and... You understand what I'm saying? Like, that was a good friend of mine, you know? And I wish I knew more on it, you know what I mean? At that time, I didn't know anything on it, you know what I mean? Because I was in the bathroom, literally. Yeah. Like, I literally, like, this is no lie. You know, when I told the police that, they called down there. They're like, that's exactly what happened because the water's still running right now and the wood is cracked right now. I have no reason to lie. Like, I'm not a killer. I'm a hustler, man. Yeah. I'm the hustler. I'm not the killer. I'm the nigga that put it together and make sure the money come through, count it up. I'm good at counting. Not just one, two, three, four. I'm talking about like 20, 76 plus this. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with counting. I'm good with stuff like that. That's what I've always been good at. So I was good with running the situations. Like I had a situation there, a situation in Bankhead, a situation over in College College Park, uh, Riverdale. You know, it was a lot of things going on that I was moving around doing. And, you know, it. I was just a hustler. I wasn't, I'm not a killer, man. I'm, I'm, that's not who I am. I, yeah. love, I love people. And you know, but it brought to that, you know, and I came back up here with the clothes on my back and I prayed the whole way up. God, I promise you, man, thank you for giving me a second chance at life. And I came up here with the clothes on my back with absolutely nothing. And you know, I'm praying the whole way up, God, just give me a second chance. I won't mess up again. I won't do this. I won't do that. And when I got here, my father was a pastor and he used to get like um vet and vet money. My dad was a vet in the army. Yeah. He was in um Vietnam War. Am I taking too long, bro? No. Okay. No, dude, absolutely not. Okay, so my, my father was a vet. Vet. He was, I don't know, am I saying it wrong? Veteran. veteran. My yeah. father was a veteran in the um, Vietnam War. Yeah. So my father was like 220% amputated, like on paper. He was like 22, like 220% disabled on paper. So that means my father had both of his legs amputated. It wasn't from the war, like his legs got blew up, but when he came back, he had Asian orange, he had yeah. diabetes, like a lot of things over there fucked my pops up. So my father made a lot of money, but my father would give out all of his money. Yeah. So my father get paid on the 15th and be broke on the 17th, literally, because everybody knew my dad get paid and everybody be in my dad's house. My dad buy tacos for everybody after he pay all his bills. He's like, my, that's just who he was. Like, he take care of everybody, you know what I mean? So... I come up here in the midst of all of this. I've been hustling down there. So, you know, I don't want nobody to give me nothing, but I can't go back to doing what I was doing, right? Yeah. So, my father ended up getting me a job, and I got these two, I mean, getting me a car. 
And when he got me the car, I got two jobs. I'm all I've always really worked two jobs, so I got I got to working because I know if I stay busy, I won't think about doing bullshit. So I get to work on my two jobs, working, working, working. And then after that, I got an accident. And I had an uncle who was just getting out of jail, and my uncle would come home and make like $2,000 every day and then go back to the halfway house. God damn. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. People, in 2016, the streets is still real. You hear me? It's still real, y'all. Don't think it ain't. It's extremely real. And I had an uncle who was, you know, getting down. So he would... um. He would come in on um, on that little leave shit. He would make him a couple thousand dollars and he'd take his ass back up in there to the halfway house and come back out and do it again every day. So in the midst of me losing my car and before they could fix it back up and all of that shit, I'm like, man, what I'm going to do? So I stepped to my dad one day. I'm like, dad, I'm going to work for uh, my uncle. And he just started crying, Brian. I'm like, why are you crying? He's like, son, I know what you're about to go through and what you already been through, man. He's like, if you really want to do that, I know what you're about to go through. And it's like, Brian, I just told you on the way up. I told God I wasn't doing this shit no more, right? I told him, man, I ain't doing no, I ain't selling no drugs. I ain't doing nothing but hard-headed motherfucker, bro. So I go back on my word, and I get the hustling. I get the hustling again, and I'm doing good. I know I got to sell my soul again. I'm 23, 24, 24, 25 now. So I'm moving and grooving. I get a studio like I was telling you about earlier with the guys who signed, and half of them dead, half of them in jail. And, you know. I get that studio and I start doing music and I went back to back and forth to Atlanta because I did meet a lot of people in the music who's in the music industry now who still are my friends and still give me opportunity, music and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, I was back and forth and all of that. And then I got, um, I started selling drugs again. So when I got up here and I started selling drugs and just hard-headed, keep moving, keep moving, I got the grooving. My daddy started getting sick on me, though. He started getting sicker. And my uncle had gave me this apartment. I mean, gave me this house, and that's when I put the studio in it. And um, I'm moving, I'm grooving, I'm stacking it up. I'm working at the club at the time, so I'm working at the club so I can sell my sell my drugs sometimes and still be able to get a little money here and there. And if the big artists come in town, I can meet them and give them my music. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always a scheme somewhere in oh, my yeah. mind. I'm always gonna figure out how to get over some way. I'm trying to win all the way. So I would be the guy in the corner that sell drugs all day long. Fresh as hell in the corner. I bought outfits every day. When I came back up here, because it's a method to hustling and all of that, saving money, stacking money, spending money. It's a, it's a method to it. So I would be the guy in the corner, fresh as hell, but at the end of the night, clean up the whole club. Yeah. And my homeboys would look at me like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? What are you doing? Like, it got to be a method to your madness. Yeah. But you know, like when these big artists like Scarface and you know, the girls from Detroit and all these different people come in and when I'm at the back door chilling and I'm the freshest guy in the room, one of the freshest guys, and, you know, they want to get to know me anyway. They don't know, yeah. you know, oh, I do music. What music? Oh, let me get a CD? Yeah, you know? So it was always a, a thing with me when I came back here. I got to get back on. I was doing music there and trying to figure it out. So I get the hustling moving and I meet my wife and I liked her so much that I, I, I um, broke up with her for two weeks. <laughs> like when I first met her I liked her so much I ditched her for two weeks bro I'm like oh hell no This lady My mama's birthday March 15th My wife's birthday is March 19th My mother's left handed My wife's left handed Both of them are Pisces women They're both strong headed They're both left handed They both crazy They both everything I'm like oh no I'm gonna like this girl too much Man you feel me I'm like, nah, I can't be around this girl. I like her too much. And this was when I was coming up here Getting my feet wet Meeting all these other little pretty things And all of that Yeah 
So I'm meeting her and I'm dealing with her and I'm driving her truck one night and I pull up to the um I pull up to the club and it was too early for me to go in. So I'm like, all right, but I've been up for two days, Brian, just making money. I fall asleep at the light with drugs in my hand. Wake up with the police in the car with me. Jeez. Wake up with the police in the car with me, bro. As soon as I woke up, I see them motherfuckers. Oh, shit. They're like, yeah, oh, shit. You hit, brother. I say, oh, my God. I say, my life over. They say, well, your life ain't over. But you definitely going to jail tonight, brother. So I woke up, went to jail. They came down to my cell. This big old buff motherfucker came to my cell. He said, hey, man. So what you going to tell me? I said, tell you? What you, what you, tell you what? He said, yeah, so what you going to tell me, man? You got to tell me something if you think you're going to leave about it here. <laughs> I say, I say, shit, man, I ain't got nothing to tell you, man. Yeah. What I'm going to tell my uncle? No. Is you crazy? No. I don't get down like that. I'm sorry. I did the crime. I'm going to do my time. Fuck that. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, that's just how I was raised, man. So I go in there. You're like, yeah, what you going to tell me? I'm like, man, I don't know what to tell you. Like, man, I done seen killers sit in your seat and walk out of here. You ain't got nothing to tell me? Uh, he said, because if you do, you're going to be working. You really, It's like he was telling me not to snitch. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm yeah. not gonna snitch already, but he he can he making he confirming that I don't snitch because we don't come from that, man. You did your you did it. You stand up, motherfucker. Yeah. Straight up. I did the fucking crime. I'm gonna stand up. So he telling me, like, yeah, because if you do it, you're gonna be working. You're gonna really be working. I'm like, man, send me back to my cell, brother. I wake up. When I wake up, I say, Hey, what a dude that he said he was gonna come back so I can go get some water. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 say, Oh man, you charged. Now, I've probably been back in Gary maybe a year and a half, maybe. Maybe a good nine months, maybe something, maybe something like that. And then this happened. So after that, he said, no, nah, man, you charged, man. You about to go to Lake County. Your bail, 50000 almost dropped in that motherfucking cell. That motherfucker said, your bail, $50,000. I said, well, I'm supposed to come up $50,000. He said, uh, 10%? It's $5,000. I called my uncle. I said, uncle. Man, they said my bail for five thousand dollars. He say, "Man, this how he talk." He say, "Man, uh, uh, don't, don't worry about this shit, man. Uh, I'm seeing girl down there, man. You, you just shut the fuck up and uh, you, you, you just shut the fuck up and uh, I'm seeing girl down there, man." So they they processed me. They sent me to Lake County, and when I get there, I was there maybe like forty five minutes. And they called my name, and they had this big ass wad of fives and tens. My uncle's a fucking asshole for doing that. <laughs> because in the streets, you know, if you give a motherfucker a thousand one dollar bills, you don't really respect them too much. Yeah, you know, you feel me? Yeah. So my uncle paid them off with fives and tens, five thousand dollars, and Jeez. I got out of jail. And you know, after that, I was like, Unc, man, I ain't got no drugs, man. You got to put me back on. He said, oh, hell no, nigga. I ain't bailing your ass out no more. Yeah. And this was around the time when my dad died. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, um, you know, man, this happened like in October. My dad died in Thanksgiving. Um, he, I don't know, man, some around them times. But it was like right around the same time when my pops died. I was just going through a thing and, you know. But that brings me to this. So. After all of this and after being um, saved from the Mother's Day, saved from the bathroom, saved from the 50 grand, these are all like, for me to make it out of these situations is a blessing from my belief. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want to push, I don't want to push that on anybody because it, you, you, dude, you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. And I respect that. 
You have I'm just I'm just a respectable person. I respect whomever thinks or believes whatever they believe. If you don't believe in God or whatever you believe in, I salute that. You know, I won't be disrespectful. You don't be disrespectful. We cool. I, I respect you 100%, you know. But all of these major instances in my life bring me to all I wanted to do was music. I never wanted a career. So here, here's how God worked in my life. So this time, I guess he believed me and I believed myself when I said I ain't fucking up no more. So my very first job in life after working at a car wash was Church's Chicken, right? And then when I moved to Atlanta after leaving Indianapolis, when I moved to Atlanta, I was working at Walmart and this guy came through my line and he was like, uh, I was like, man, this weather weird as hell down here. He was like, down here? Where you from? I said, I'm from Gary, Indiana. He said, you from Gary, Indiana? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, man, I'm from Gary, too. I said, yeah. He said, who your family? He said, uh, I said, well, my mom and them, they grew up in Miller. He said, yeah, I went to, um, what's the high school? I went to work high school. I said, my mom and my uncles and them went to there, too. He said, what's your, what's your family name? I said, well, my uncle's name is Myron Burr. And I said, well, my mother's name is Lisa Nash. You know, women get married, their names change. So, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? So, and then I said, well, my uncle's name is Myron Burr. He said, Myron Burr. I said, yeah. He said, yo, damn uncle name ain't Myron Burr. I said, that's my uncle. He said, man, me and Myron was roommates at Bloom. Man, how the hell do I meet his nephew in the middle of Georgia? What's your uncle number? I give him my uncle number. He called. He get in contact with my uncle. Next time he come through my line, he say, damn, man, I ain't talked to your uncle so many times. I appreciate you, man. He say, man, you like this job? I say, it's all right, man. You know, I just came down here. I'm trying to find something better. And he say, well, my son, my, my, my wife's son, is working at this company called Tree of Life, and they hire it. You want a job? I said, hell yeah. So he gave me the lady number to the HR department, and I call her instantly. Yes, how you doing? My name is Maurice Murray. I'm from Gary, Indiana. I'm very interested in working. I'm very ambitious. I can do anything. I can do anything. Da, da, da. So they say, okay, calm down. Just, all right, just come down. Just calm down. Just calm down. So come down. So this is when I first went to Atlanta before all the clock and all of those things. So I get to work in there, and it was it was an organic food distribution center. Oh, yeah? No bullshit. So I was a selector there, driving pallet no jacks. No shit. No shit, bro. So my very first job in Atlanta, a real job, was Tree of Life, which is an organic food distribution company. When I come back here, and after my drug situation to where I, I had to pay that money to get out of jail and all of that, I said, God, give me a second chance. My very first job was Harold's Chicken. So so uh, would that be number two? What do you mean? Harold's Chicken number two? No, it's number 60. Number 60? Number 60. Okay. It's out in Maryville. You guys should check it out. It's in Maryville on 66 and Broadway. That's that's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, well, it, it's it, been it about three be, years. It used to be... Uh, quick ribs. Time, oh, I thought it was quick like time. Time, time for barbecue or something yeah, like that. Quick quick something. Quick yeah. barbecue or something. Yeah. He's now on Grant Street, the guy who do the barbecue. He's on Grant okay. Street now. But they've been there about three years. And like I said, my very first job in life after working at car washes was Church's Chicken. My very first job after praying and saying I wanted a real second chance was Harold's Chicken. Now watch how God worked. So I go to this temp agency. I'm like, man, I got to make more money. I appreciate me getting this little bullshit job for $8. I yeah. appreciate my little $8. Don't get me wrong because this is at the time where I'm not selling drugs no more. I'm not getting in no more trouble. I ain't got my daddy no more. My daddy gone. My Uncle Danny ain't going to drop that money on me no more. That ain't happening no more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So now it's time to tighten up, young man. You need to go get a skill, a CDL driver. You need to do something. So I was at that point where I'm at a point of growth and trying to educate myself on things. And I went to this temp service and... um. 
soon as I walk in, the girl behind the counter, like I said, my mother, I lived in, in Gary. I grew up in Gary up to second grade, and then my mother moved me to Lansing, Illinois from third grade to sophomore year. So that's the time that I grew up around different cultures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I go up to this counter to put in this application, and this pretty white girl named Amy is at the counter, and she says, what's up, Big Reese? And I look at her, and I say, Amy, what's up, girl? She said, what's up, man? How you been? I said, man, I done been through it. I'm trying to get me a job, da, 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 da. She said, all right, just put an application. So I put an application, and she called me the next day. She said, Reese, um, Whole Foods is hiring. You you want the job? They start off at 1210. I said, hell yeah. I was making like $8 an hour at, yeah. at Harold's Chicken. I'm like, hell yeah, I want the job. She's like, all right, so you just got to go up here. Um, You just got to go to the place on um this day. And you got the job. I'm like, I got to take a drug test. And she's like, dude, go up here at the place. You got the job. I said, all right, cool. So I told Harold that I was going to take the job. and But I wanted to keep both of them. Because after getting incarcerated that time, I was on probation. Yeah. So I just did two years of probation. You know what I mean? Uh, no drugs, no nothing. I've been out the way. I've been working like a fool. And I'm finally off of it. I got off of it May 3rd. So congratulations yeah, to me. Congratulations. You know what I'm 100%, bro. And I got, that, I got through that. It was a very hard task. Just due to um like selfishness, due to like selfishness, I want to get high. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. I like smoking sometimes. You know what I mean? So I, I want to just be able to do what I want to do. I want to be able to go to Michigan without calling somebody and seeing if I can get an approval. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when, I, when they sent me to Connecticut for Whole Foods, I had to get that approved. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if I would have gotten any trouble there, I could. Man, it's just too much, man. I just. Just for a young man growing up, you know what I mean? And there's so many people going through that probation shit now. Like, bro, they'll give you 10 years of probation. Who the fuck is going to complete yeah. 10 years of probation? Yeah. Like, come on, what the fuck? It's no the, chance, the, you know the, what I'm saying? Even the minorest of like the anything, mi- I'm telling you, bro, anything. like, these people, but but some, don't go get me wrong, it's some real criminals out here. Some of these motherfuckers deserve to be in jail and deserve oh, to yeah. be on all that shit. And if they fuck up, they deserve to go back because a lot of these motherfuckers don't listen. They deserve that shit. And it's coming from a horse's mouth. You motherfuckers deserve that. Y'all don't. And here's the thing, bro. So when I, on the day I got released from probation, I asked, can I say something in court? And the, the judge was like, yeah. See, this is the thing that, that, see, I have a felony, right? And I'm so thankful that Whole Foods gave me a chance. Yeah. You feel me? And that's, because, that's something that we went through when, when I talked to Alex. 100%. And you that's know, why I love Alex. And, Same story. You know, shit, man. Say what you want about that situation uh and and when i say that situation i mean like uh whole foods taking the chance on people like that yeah. you know pe- people like you people like alex 100%. uh you know uh whether it be through a temp service or not uh the bottom line is is it i mean people grow up yeah people grow up and, and go ahead i you know that's that's something that i mean it's I don't know. I, I, th- I, I'm still like I still don't know. But I, you know, uh, previously my mindset was, you know, once this, always that. What you mean by that? Uh, you know, like uh, once a thief, always oh, a thief. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm so, with you. I'm with you. So I'm once, you. once a thief, always a thief. Right. You know, uh, doing your time and rehabilitation and everything else. Like you know, meeting people like you. And people like Alex have, like, 100% just absolutely changed my mind. Because, uh, you know, again, 
uh, the same thing with you. I talked to Alex about this. Like, I knew from the get-go. Like, I mean, you guys know me from Whole Foods. I'm an asshole at Whole Foods, 100%. you know. And I, I'm not there anymore, so whatever. The legacy is, is what it is. You don't have a bad legacy but, at all. But, dude. But you ain't no bitch. Like, I knew right off the bat. The same, same with Alex. Like when you came in, you were a fucking worker. Mm-hmm. You were a good person. You, you were there to do what you had to do and get the job done. Yes, sir. And you know, in in the two of you, because honestly, like you're you're probably, uh, you know, the only two people that have been through shit like this that I know. Mm-hmm. And in both of you, I see just, you know, the the best case scenario, you know. And it, it it truly has changed my mind about the the penal system and yeah. and, and all that, and the fact that people can fucking change, bro. And you that's some, that's something that a lot of people don't fucking see. They don't, man. And the thing about it, like a lot of even the criminals don't see it. Like, okay, from a criminal standpoint, a lot of these guys don't know that Fortune five hundred companies like Whole Foods give guys like me second chances. They don't know, so they're not even go looking. They're not even yeah. gonna go looking. Yeah. And with that being said, they're gonna say stupid shit like this, man. I got a felony, so I can't do this anyway. It's going to be a crutch or something that they're going to fall back on. But I got an idea. I got a really, 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 really good idea to help that situation. But, you know, like back to what I'm saying, like they're going to go back to doing what they know. And yeah. And and along those lines, like there there were a lot of people that came through the temp agency that, you know, the complete opposite, like right off the bat. It's like, well, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Period. And 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 it's and unfortunately, that was the case with. Most of the people that came through the temps, the temps, one hundred percent, and and 100%. no, that that wasn't that wasn't black people, Mm-mm. that wasn't Mexican people. Like uh, there you go, uh, there you go. Some of the some of the that. biggest pieces of shit were the white guys. I'm talking about people coming there. I'm talking about these white guys. I've seen a white guy come into a system with the I hate niggas ring on, basically. Like he had the Nazi rings on. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you can have whatever ideas that you have. Don't broadcast them to the world, though. Like, yeah. come on, man. Just at least respect yourself and the things around you. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody to be looking at me like that. If I want to do that in my own private time, do that in your own time, you know. But, oh, man, it's just, you know, that penal system, man, and, like, the the the, the, chance, the opportunity and the chances, bro. Like, a lot of guys that come from what we come from, me and Alex, and even Alex's brother has made a total – 360 like this guy is on federal probation right now he works at whole foods this man just closed on his first house this man just had his first child this man wouldn't hurt a fly nowadays you understand like he he, dude i salute whole foods man giving people absolutely i salute that like thank you so much and there's more companies out here i'm sure like that but I don't know about them, and I'm just I, I just been blessed to been put back in the circle. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and that's you know, uh, again, like most people don't know about that because, uh, mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, the most people they hear, oh well, shit, they hire felons. It must be a shit company. Yeah, that's not and true. And unfortunately, that's you know, it, it it's not like that. It's not, you know. Uh, and then with the felons, man, like you have to want to change, man. You have to want better. That absolutely Be- because right. There's guys like like today. My stepdaughter is my daughter. I'm only saying stepdaughter because I'm being honest right now. You understand? But if you was to see me somewhere and you was like, "Is that your daughter?" I would never in, in a million years say, "Yeah, that's my stepdaughter." No, fuck that. That's your daughter, one hundred percent. No, I'm just saying it now because I don't want no shade or anything. We just gonna be honest. That's just who I am. But with that being said, it's like some guys that have children. And become the men they're supposed to become. 
You know, no. some guys go through jail and they come out and they become the man they're supposed to become. You know, I've never had, I've never really went to jail for a long decade of time. Like I said, like I was in jail 30, 45 minutes, yeah. you know, um, but there's guys that have been in jail and have, ch- I have no biological children, but it's something inside of me that have me so ambitious to want more in life. But so you have your daughter. Do you have any other kids or no? No, I'm working on it now, bro. But my dad didn't have me until he was 37. I'm 31 years old. Yeah. Now. You know, so it's like I, I, I look at that. You I'm, know, but. I'm I'm 37. I'll be 38 uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah, my my son's three. That's and, your only son. Yeah, See and and we're 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 in the middle of the debate on whether we're going to have another one or not. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I'm going to pause this real quick. Okay. Uh, it is now currently 53 degrees in here. We started off at 65. We could see each other's breath. So I'm going to pause for a minute. I'm going to grab another cigar. I'm going to turn this fucking heater on. So. Nobody's really going to know, but we're taking a break. All right, we're back. Yeah. So, uh, hope you guys aren't bored with me yet. Brought it back up close to sixty degrees in here. So, um, I I lit up one of my one of my cheap Nicaraguan overruns, um, and for the moment, switching over to some beer. I have a uh, fuel cafe. Fuel is uh, out of Milwaukee. Um, Lakefront Brewery, uh, but it's a it's a coffee stout. Goes pretty good with the cigars. Um, all right, dude. So we we heard the past. Uh, we were we were getting up to the present. Uh, the, the present. So let's let's uh, let's do let's let's get into the uh, the the happy exciting time in the your life time. here. Uh, Bears just got an interception. That's fucking awesome. Yes, it is. Um, they got a oh, just before man, the half, boy. so Ooh. Bears are going into the half winning fourteen nothing. Uh-huh. But uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. You good? So uh, anyway, let's get into the uh, the happy times. Okay. So uh, you you just got you just got the opportunity with Whole Foods. That's where yeah, we yeah. left off. Okay. Here. <coughs> so this chapter starts with a, a old friend from, like I said. My mom uh, sent me to Lansing, uh, like the middle of third grade, Lansing, Illinois. All right. So before before we get into that, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's talk a little bit. Like you're not you're not familiar with whiskey very much. Um, you're, you're drinking the the Japanese whiskey tonight. The uh, uh, sun. Let's go ahead. Try to say it. Uh, I I can't remember if it's <laughs> Suntory or Suntuki. I I think it's Suntory. Suntory. Whiskey, yeah, Suntory, and it's Toki. Um, but so, how do you feel about the whiskey? I like the whiskey. I wish I could really enjoy it, but I enjoy the taste of it. You know, the simmering and the the stalling of it. I t- I could taste it. The taste is really good. So now, how do you feel about the cigar with the whiskey? Do you think they go well together? Do you think you could have? Do you think something else would go better with the cigar? I think something would go, else would go better with the cigar. I feel like this this whiskey's too light. Yeah, I need some darker whiskey. Or See, something, I, man. I, I agree. I agree. Cigar. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So when you're done with that, I'll uh, I'll pour pour a little bit of Weller in your glass if if you so choose. Um, I got. I, I know. I know. There's driving involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is Griffin. And um, I yeah. have to make it home, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so gotta make it home. So definitely not gonna pressure, but you know the the cabinet is yours, man. Thank you, brother. So, um, so overall. 
so far with the uh with the cigar and the whiskey positive experience dope experience positive experience i can't wait to do it again because i'm i'm definitely enjoying the conversation i'm so fucking happy you came by Me too. and just the fact that you know again like we know each other from work bullshitting as we pass yep. but now getting to know the the history behind the person i appreciate you giving me a chance man. it's it's fucking fascinating dude like i'm I, i'm so happy that we we get to do this yeah so you'll be amazed man you'll be amazed at what some people went through to yeah get to where they at now you know and 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 again you just you just never know never and know. that's that that's why i love doing this yep. that's why you so. gotta treat people good y'all yeah. Treat people good, man. It's not like you might need them later on in life. It's just you never know what a person going through or what they've been through or where they, how they. You never know well, that. Man. And that the, the whole don't judge a book by its exactly, fucking cover. You exactly. know, yes, sir. Uh, it's it it's it's real. Man. You know, so one hundred percent real. Well, I appreciate you giving me a chance to even want to hear, man. Oh, dude, no chance needed. Anytime, yep. anytime, dude. Uh, microphones are not. You know, just sit down, fucking have a cigar. That's this is some really cool shit. I hope y'all experience like, I hope y'all experience is the way mine is because I'm really like, and this is some cool ass shit. Like, I can't wait to go home and tell my wife about this one. Yeah, that's you know, uh, and 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 the wife and daughter were supposed to stop by, yeah. but you know, it it didn't it didn't really work out. Uh, I'm but, happy they didn't because right now they'd be like, "Daddy, you ready?" I'm yeah, ready. I don't, yeah. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm happy y'all staying. Yeah, I'll sit right here. Love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, alligator. Straight up. So, all right, man. All right, where we at? Uh, so, so Whole Foods is giving you a chance, and yeah. um, and 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 I'll and I'll start with like I said earlier, like when you came in, like I knew from the get go that that you were the type of person to come in, get the job done, and and just you know do what you got to do, which which is what I. I fucking loved when people came in like that because my whole thing was if, if you're stopping me, cause at the time we were working the 16, 18 hour shifts mm, mm, mm. and anybody, anybody months. who was preventing me from going home any earlier than I could was my enemy. And, I, and all the time, Brian, you didn't, you didn't, and, and, I, and, I, and I let everybody know, <laughs> like you, you, you are the reason I am not home right now. You are the reason why yeah. I can't spend time with my family right now. You are. So I'm going to let you know. If you were pulling some bullshit, I let you know. Yep, you, you sure know. did. And believe yeah, it or not, sure like did. 90% of the people at Whole Foods are going to say I'm, a, I, you know, I'm full of shit and whatnot. But everything that I bitched about, everything I brought up was for the best of the team. You know, it was it was to get it, it was to fucking go home. It was let, let's go home. Let's go home safe. Let's go home the way that we were. You know. That shit is di like people don't understand like the warehouse business. That's that's not for everybody. Like no, it's not for everybody. Like you know, my, my method of it is like you know some people are made to for customer service and they deal with people. Some people made to talk to boxes too. Yeah, some some people are for retail. Some people are for distribution. You know, it's just how and like, it's, you know, I, I've done I've done retail. I wasn't happy about it. I was right. definitely a lot happier on the distribution side or, or, you know, when I was working at the, the steel slitting plants, you know, the warehouses and whatnot, I've always been happier in that setting. And that's, that kind of played a factor in, in me, me leaving whole foods, even though I was in distribution, but it was, you know, still like 
and and me and Russell went over this in great detail about like you know definitely no bad blood with with whole food with with whole foods at all. Um, just I have a better opportunity to support my family and and our future yeah. through this. But you know, as you see, like when when I left, I made sure. Oh, I see. I you know with, with my sa- with with my safety bucks, you know, I I made my my hat is full of pins, and um, I made sure to get a a Whole Foods pin to put on my hat because even though those days are are done, um, you know, I definitely don't want to forget them. That's crazy. And, you could become and, a part of something like and, this, and you're and you're definitely one of the people that I'm I'm happy to have met, and now especially gotten to know on on a much fucking higher level um you know it's just a, a great experience overall uh my my career there the people there um you know yeah there, there's a couple of people there i could i could i'll be all right not talking to right. ever again yeah. you know but Definitely again cool. you know uh people like you alex russell um and i'm so proud of alex man yeah like, I'm so proud of Alex. Like, you know, Alex was doing what we was doing, you know. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, one day I was picking one day and I seen Alex loading the truck. And I looked over and I was like, you a traitor, bro. He like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, you a fucking traitor, dude. You over there loading trucks. He like, come on, bro. I'm growing, bro. I'm growing. And we was just joking back and forth. You feel me? And and now look at you. You're you're. You're you're uh you're doing the uh, leadership thing. Yeah, man, I'm 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 positioning myself to get there, and, and I'm very thankful for. It. All right, but, so let's, so let's talk about the journey okay. from 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 the start to now. You're in a in a position to take your take your career to leadership. Yeah. Um. <coughs> the question, you know, like like I said, man, I was blessed enough to do the, the tree of life thing in Atlanta. So when I came here to pick cases, it was familiar to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that means I came in, you're supposed to pick 150. Like my first two days, I was picking like 180. Yeah. Like yeah. no no bullshit. Yeah. So my first two, three days, I'm picking 180. They looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And, you know, from that point on, I became passionate. Um, I became emotional first. I was emotional. So everything got to me. When people didn't say excuse me, when this didn't happen and all of this, I'm like, bro, I'm coming in here. I'm working hard. I'm not stealing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So now I'm emotional. I like my job a whole lot. Don't disrespect me. I won't disrespect. I'm emotional. Then the emotional went to passion, you know, as I grow and I go for these positions, I'm not getting them. And I'm emotional at the first time. But the second time, I can't be emotional. You have to be just passion. Put your passion over your emotion, Maurice. You're trying to grow here. You're not a rapper anymore. You're not a trapper anymore. You're here to grow in this position and grow in this company and become something. So, you know, it went from an emotional standpoint to now it's like very I'm passionate about what I do. And I appreciate all of those things, you know, like yeah. the picking cases, the the um, staying after the load trucks, the, the hopping on the forklifts, the the picking meat. And I, I'm, I'm very I, I like to be able to like when I went to Connecticut, they like, all right, so what you could do, I could do everything. Yeah. You could put me anywhere in this warehouse and I'm good. Yeah, and I'll produce like I work this this job every day, and when I got the position I'm in now, which is the clerk position, they called it the bitch position. And they, they was <laughs> really bro, and they was like laughing at me in my interview, like so. Scott, like one of the one of the head guys, Scott, I love Scott. He's a good guy. Scott was like, um, so so so, what do they call the position that you're going for? And me being who I am, like I'm like, 
if I'm doing an interview, I'm in interview Maurice Mer- mode. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be like, hey, motherfucker, da, 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 da. yeah, nigga. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna be like, um, I'm not gonna curse in my interviews. I'm gonna be the person I'm supposed to be in this interview. I can't, I, I can't use my yeah. colloquialism in this time. You understand? So, um, I'm like, you want me to say that in this interview? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, they called it the bitch position, and everybody laughed. And I said, you know, first off, I'm not a bitch. Second off is. What's bitchy about learning every position and being strong in every position so you could be called upon in every position? What's bitchy about it? Absolutely nothing. You feel me? So it's like you guys can keep that that mentality or that mind frame on this position. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to work in the office. I'm going to be able to load trucks. I'm going to be able to hop on a forklift and do drops and putaways. I'm going to be able to go pick meat with or without a scanner. I'm going to be able to tell people how to do this job. I'm going to be able to do all these different things because I believe like when you're in a position where you do the same thing every day, you're going to reach the ceiling and it's going to become boring. It's not going to be fun anymore. Yeah, you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna reach for anything higher than what you're doing. You're gonna get to the point where you're just waking up, going to work, going to sleep, waking up. You yep. get into this mode. But well, what I do on a day to day basis of everything, there's no window. I mean, there's no wall. You know, so I I, I don't see no limits. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't see no limits. I do everything. I do every and anything, and I'm very thankful that my day could be like that every day. They need yeah. they need me over here. I'm over there. They need me over here. Over there. It just is what it is, you know. So it breaks up the monotony for sure. It really sure. does, man, and it's like it keeps me it keeps me driving to want to do more as well, you know. I want the position, man. I want it to think about it, bro. Like two, three years ago, I just told you what I was doing. So now it's like, and even being in Whole Foods, it was a point in my mind where I'm like, man, fuck Whole Foods. I can go find me another job. I ain't gonna bullshit to you. I was about to go with uh Tim and. Tim and yeah. Ryan on they offered me a job. They, they I went out there did the interview. So Maurice, they tell me you're this type of guy, man. How much uh well we're gonna start you off at about twelve fifty, da 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 da. I don't wanna tell him in his face, you got me fucked up if you think yeah. I'm gonna do anything for twelve fifty. I don't wanna tell him that to his face. So I leave and I text Ryan like, bro, y'all said twenty dollars or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm not finna do nothing for twelve dollars, especially leave what I got going. And I'm somebody over here, you know? And um that man called me back, Brian, like two days later, like the the boss boss guy, like Maurice, what I got to pay you to come out here, man? No. And this is right when I felt like I was being mistreated with my position on the clerk position all of that. And I was like, you know what, bro? I'm going to call you back. He was like, all right, man. Just let me know somebody in the week. And I got my position, you know? And it was another thing, like another thing. I'm like, Lord, send me a sign. And I go to get out the car, Brian, and a Whole Foods commercial came on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you never hear those, bro. No, you never see them. No. You never see them. You never hear them on the radio. You never, Dude, this is the most I've ever heard of Whole Foods on the radio this year, ever. Yeah. Due to this turkey shit. It's the most I ever heard of them in my life. And on that day when I was like, what am I going to do? My mom like, you need to just pray on it or whatever. I'm thinking on it. I'm thinking on it. And I go to get out of the gas station. A fucking Whole Foods commercial came on. I'm like, I'm going to stay at Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very thankful that I did, man. And I'm I'm, 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 I'm happy in my position. Yeah. Like, these people sent me to Connecticut, bro. Like, this felon-ass motherfucker from Gary who was very hard-headed, didn't listen, but now he on the track to become something great. They gave me a chance and sent me to Connecticut. And because it's like, when you give a... I'm one of the people that appreciate everything. It's like... You're allowing me to go represent for you. Yeah. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. everybody don't think that that deep in things, but I do. Yeah. So just to be, I, I was. It's an honor, man, to be able to be asked to go out there and you I know remember, represent for the Midwest DC. I remember me and you talked when you were going through, you know, uh, the just the 
I guess the hard time, like when, when, when you weren't sure how things were going to go and you asked me about receiving and it's like, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking come on over. Yeah. It's midnights, but you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're working, you know, 40 hours a week instead yeah. of 62 hours, <laughs> you know, whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be this and that. And like, dude, like, don't get me wrong. Like I was happy for you, mm-hmm. but I was I was a little upset. Like I even told Zoe, it's like, yeah, dude. Like Maurice is asking, you yeah. got to get him. I was at that time when I was I was I was searching, bro, because like like I say, man, I got to the point where now all I want to do is educate myself and get more, not just for the dollar amount, but for the education. Because can't nobody take that away from you. You know what I'm saying? Once you yeah, once you become once you educate yourself, can't nobody take that away. And I really respect education now. It took 31 years, but, you know, I'm at that point, and I was asking for it, and you want to know something, like, Zoe told me maybe, like, Zoe was on my heels maybe, like, at least, like, the last month and a half, like, bro, I'll get you the job, you ain't got to do the interview. Well, you got to do the interview, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, like, but all of those nights, all those hours that I put in on shipping, all of those, Maurice did a good job, all those bitch positions, all of those situations got me to the point where... I'm asked those things like Maurice, if you want to come, there's a place for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I appreciate that, man. But that tells me that I just need to keep working, man. And yeah, my passion isn't in receiving. My passion is in shipping. And you know, I want to become something great over on the shipping side of things. And you know, hopefully one day that'll be so. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I've never, I never wanted to be this. I'm just gonna tell y'all that now. Like, <laughs> this is, I never in my life, y'all, wanted to be nobody's nothing. Like. I just wanted to do music, y'all. Like, I never had a plan B at all. Like, my mom been getting me out of school since, like, 15, taking me to studios, like, million-dollar studios. And, dude, I've been doing that shit since I was a kid. I never wanted anything. So this here is God's work in my eyes. And So, you know, do you, like, as far as music goes, like, do you have any out there that, yeah, that so we I, could find? Yeah, so I got music on, like, on um, datpiff.com, D-A-T-P-I-F-F. You can go on there and type in Woodstock 69. We had an album called Welcome to Woodstock. Uh, we also had an album on there called, um, I had a solo album on there called His Story in the Making. His Story, uh, H-I-S-S-T-O-R-Y, His Story in the Making. I got an album on there. And then I have another mixtape with the Woodstock 69 crew uh, called Tuna, which was two niggas in a hunky. Because <laughs> this is guy named Jason, Jason Donovan. And he's like my brother i love him to death this is a big fat white boy from hammond and i met him like during the time of me recording and to be honest with you he was like um they was telling me about him and i heard his music like his mixing and shit and i went to his house and he was recording in a garage just like you in the same corner that we're in in your garage the same corner yeah. and everything he was charging 15 dollars an hour and i'm like you make it sound like that in here he like yeah i'm like Bro, we, and I told my partner at the time, my dude, James Worthy, I'm like, bro, we in here every week, three times a week. He like, all right. So we started putting our money together, and we went the first time. It was like 10 of us. And then the next time we went, it was like 25 of us, and we're in the middle of Hammond Whiting. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So as I'm walking in, I'm walking in, and all these people, it's just like, you know, all we bring on the people. They just add to the party of the music, and we just chilling. He's like, bro, I can't have all these people in my garage, dude. We like in the middle of whiting, bro. Like this ain't going to work. I, we laughing. I'm like, bro, we going to be good. He's like, nah, bro, I can't do it. I'll bring the shit to your house. I'm like, you'll bring the equipment? He's like, yeah. And he came, he brought the equipment and it never left. And yeah. that white boy became my brother. So me and James Worthy, uh, my rap name was Skodala. You can look that up too, S-K-O-D-O-L-L-A. Skodala and James Worthy and we dropped them um, and 
Twink was our um his name is Twin Key, but I call him Twink like Twinkie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fat white boy Twin Key, but Twinkie, you get it? <laughs> you gotta play on the words, man, in rap music. So we played on the words and you know, big twink. So he was the hunky and we was the niggas. No. It wasn't a racist thing, it was just a play on words and you know, oh, that's my brother. Dude, I, I mean something definitely uh not planning on getting into but i mean that's that's one of those things about you know language and context you know um i i, I don't know man that's i i, I talked to a, i had uh another local comedian keith evans on and i told him um a story about you know uh one time i i got a little too comfortable i thought uh <laughs> No, it is good. You I, like my Nick? They like hold on. No, no, Brian. no, no. Like I, no, it wasn't even that. I, I quoted a movie. I quoted a movie, and it, it was at work. It was at work. It right. was uh, like uh, it, was, it was Calvin. Yeah, and, Calvin Tate. Uh, th- this other dude that that used to work there. He no longer works there. Um, but his, his name was Harold, and it was at the old Monster DC. We're sitting on the tracks, and this dude was complaining about his woman this and that how she's never happy and and whatnot uh-huh. and i looked over like i said i got too comfortable Say uh it. i looked over i was like whatever happened to falling in love with a nigga with a bus pass <laughs> <laughs> whatever so, happened to falling in love with a nigga with a bus pass what happened to that so, that shit over with fool. so so kelvin starts laughing and this other dude looks at me like, what the fuck did you just so say? So let me ask you a question. Was, was Harold, like, was, was he like, older oh, than Calvin? Dude, come on. Yeah, he was older than Calvin, all right? Uh, no, I, I, I actually think he was younger than us. Okay, keep going. But uh, he's like, what the fuck? I looked at him, I was like, oh, come on, dude. Come on, man. You know, come but, on, man. but, you know, in, but in you all reality, I, yeah. you know, like I said, I got too comfortable. I thought it was all right. Uh, and, you know, it, it was the quote. And, From a movie. You know, I, I, I fucked up. It ain't you know? even a fuck up thing, man. It's like, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I've been called a nigger so much in my life. Like, I was just outside playing basketball and be called a nigger. But now, like, even, like, guys that I've known growing up, like like I said, I grew up in Lansing before Lansing was what it is now. Like, Lansing is yeah. Blanson. It's black as hell in yeah. Lansing. Yeah. Before, it was a lot of just mixed culture. It was a lot of white people out there, like, I was me and like three other black dudes was like the only black dudes in the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where we come from. You know, now it's a whole different ball game. But I don't know, man. I just seen friends that I grew up with get mad at you and then call you a nigga when they mad at you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. it's like you just gotta know when it's malicious and when it isn't. And then you gotta get to a point where now if somebody just over overdoing you. You know what I mean? You fucking da, 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 yeah. da. somebody doing it like that, bro. You got a right. I don't. You don't have a right to put your hands on nobody. But you know what I'm saying. Like defend yourself or get away from the situation. Yeah. But you know, uh, when it's not taken out of context, bro, that wasn't taken out of context. That's. From, I would have laughed at that shit too. It is. Yeah. What it is. You didn't say that maliciously. You didn't say that in a heinous situation, bro. But you know, some people. You wrong at the wrong thing. You mad at the wrong thing. You mad this man said what happened to a nigga with a bus pass, but you don't understand why your wife mad at you. You probably ain't fucking her right. You probably don't take out the garbage. You probably don't bring the money in the house. You mad at the wrong motherfucking thing, don't you think? But that, that you feel me? You mad at and, the wrong thing. And I mean, it, it ended up turning out like this. This was this was the type of guy that was always looking for a lawsuit. Oh you yeah. Know, he they, he he went he went through HR several times on. Uh, even less shit than that. 
So just imagine, bro. So this guy you know, is like, that's just his demeanor. Like, there's good black people. There's black. There's bad black people. There's you know, see, good I, white people and there's bad white people. See, I, I don't people even, are bullshit. I, I I I try not to even think like that. I just yeah, th- I, I just think in that. the aspect of there's good people and there's bad people. I, re- I respect that. You know, I probably think the color because it, of where I come from. No, I'm sorry. You know, and that's, that's, you know, as I said earlier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when, when Coffee Black came by and we talked race relations, you know, that's that's something that, you know, that that conversation really fucking opened up my eyes, yeah. which is what I wanted. Like, you know, and I, and I told him when we were setting it up, I said, look, dude, like, you know, microphones are not like I'm coming to you as an ignorant average white guy to this situation. Like, I, I just want to learn. One hundred percent. I want to hear that other side. Don't don't you know? don't um judge me off off my questions. Just answer them because I'm really I'm really asking you a question. You understand? I'm not coming from yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, and and it, and it wasn't even that. It was like you know it was it was like because I, I I brought up Van Dyke and what's the know, Van Dyke situation? Re- 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 uh, as of right now, I don't know if anything's happened with the sentencing. So but, who was Van Dyke? Is that the dude who shot the, the yeah. kid sixteen times? Or shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, it was go. it was uh the. Right after the verdict came out, he was found guilty, um, you know, second degree and 16 counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, obviously, there was a lot of conversation going on. I remember that. And, you know, most of the conversation I seen was on Coffee Black's page. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, let's sit down and talk. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to know, you know. Yeah. So... I mean, if anybody listening hasn't listened to that episode, like I, I really fucking love that episode because, like, you know, you, I learned a lot of different perspectives. Yeah. To you know Race stuff stu- stuff that stuff that yeah like, for the most part, like common sense will tell you like you know, yeah. but I mean you know just going a little bit further in depth, yeah, going but, a little bit further in depth yeah. to see that other side, um. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm really happy that I was able to do that and you know, I, I definitely learned a lot. And not and again, just as the average white guy. Yeah. You don't you you don't see that side of it and you, you just kind that. of assume, which not saying that I just assumed, but I'm I'm You're that type curious. of person where it's exactly I'm uh-huh. curious and I want to learn. Yeah, and I respect you for the the, the journalism. Journalism, I respect it. I do. You gotta do your homework, man. And it's like you know, like, like even with um. So so this is the thing. So this is the thing. So you know, me being in the clerk's office, you know, my black friends say I'm the house nigga, right? I didn't know that. But. Yeah. So we're gonna be honest. So my friends call me the, the house nigga. They be like. They feel like I get different um, seniorities and things like that. Preferential they, treatment. Yeah, they think I get. This, they think I'm the token black guy and all this other shit. You can think whatever you want to think, but like I said, bro, this is guys' work. You know, like I have nothing to do with what's going on at all. I don't. I work hard. I do my part. Don't get me wrong, but I was selling drugs. I was doing my thing. I was rapping. I wasn't thinking about this shit. So for this shit to be what's my wake up and go to sleep now. It's obviously been put inside of my mind from somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, I you can you can you can hate on it, but you know this is God's work. They hated Jesus, and it's like you know, um, bro, it's not a color thing. It's a dude. Like they feel like like a lot of guys in my job will feel like you know they give these guys opportunity. They don't give us. 
or you know they don't they we don't be able to do this why is all the guys who load trucks white why is you can't act like this isn't a real conversation you understand yeah. what i'm saying bro yeah. no matter what this is always going to be a conversation in every workplace between colored people and people that doesn't have color this is always going to be there i pray that people just understand that people are people and the world is the world but people are just going to be people regardless but it's not a color thing but a lot of people say it's a color thing because that's what they grow up hearing and like i said bro it's programming yeah so my friends would say, the friends at the job would say, you know, you, uh, I'm the house and they got other stuff. But when they get these guys the same opportunity, they don't take it. Yeah. Now, with, with, with that being said, as far as like the token black guy, right. I call bullshit. 100%. Because I worked for it. I've, I've seen, I've seen plenty of opportunities to hire the token black guy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't end up that way. Exactly. You know, it. You know, I I can honestly say that for the most part, in any of the uh, promotions and whatnot, generally it's always been the best candidate for the job. Not it, it had it had nothing to do with you know X Y Z. One hundred percent. This friend and that friend. You know. So. And again, I could I could state. Just by knowing your work ethic and knowing your work history and whatnot, everything I've seen from you while I was at Whole Foods, like, you deserve that position. Thank you. So anybody who says, oh, yeah, it's it's just because he's, he's black, black it's, it's, it's complete bullshit. It is. And the thing about it is the opportunity is here for everybody. So, yeah. now, so now that you see this young black kid doing every time, it's out, like before, we didn't have to say, can I come in on my off day? Can I do? You just had to come in. And you could do whatever you want to do. You didn't have yeah. to. You can come in. If you this your off day, you can come in to Whole Foods, work however many hours you wanted to. Don't tell nobody you leaving or nothing. Yeah. It used to be like that. It's not like that no more. Yeah. When it was like that, I took advantage. I came in on all my off days. Hey, y'all need me to load trucks. Teach me how to load a truck. Teach me how to top on this. Teach me how to do this. I was eager to learn. I wanted to stay out of jail. I wanted to stay active. I wanted to keep my mind. I was fighting for something. Everybody ain't fighting for nothing. So, you know, I wanted all of these different things. But now, when the opportunity was there for you to do the same thing I was doing, and I was telling you, we about to go to this new oh, building. man, I don't want to stay late. Bro, I'm telling I don't want to stay late. As soon as I'm done picking, I'm out of here. Bro, I'm telling you, we about to go to this new building building y'all better be trying to get in a new position i'm fighting to get me a new position to go in this new building y'all better you do and now that i didn't deal what i did to get to my new position in this new building they looking at me like i did some fucking houdini shit <laughs> they are bro and then they want to call me the token black guy and they want to call me the house nigga and all this other shit so don't think just because you white and black that's the racism going on no it's the racism going on between people as well and it's a classism as well people classes you understand the rich with the rich the poor with the poor yeah. that's a lot of stuff going on as well you know what i mean but where i'm at with him man you know when opportunity presents itself take advantage don't blame the next motherfucker and i got a felony yeah and i have you do everything i do i have a bro when it's time to hey anybody want to stay after i'm raising my hand to the point where when we were moving i emptied the entire freezer myself dude on on paper on paper so if you look on paper without knowing you like on paper, you're the last motherfucker anybody wants in the office. You, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm the last person they would want in the office on paper. Yeah. But if you take that fucking paper out of there and you talk to the person, you're gonna be like, "Hey, dude, what can I do to help you?" Yeah. Because you did a lot to help yourself. Exactly. And people help people who help themselves. So, you know, I'm at that point. I know. I know my value, bro. And a lot of my value came from this company of Whole Foods. So, just imagine. Just say. Just 
long term speaking, just imagine if I wanted to go somewhere else with all the things I've learned as a shipping clerk and all in this bitch ass position. Yeah, bro, I've learned all of these different things to where if I go anywhere, other, any other uh, Whole Foods, not Whole Foods, but any other company that need a distribution supervisor or something like that, I can get that job right off top. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And if they allow me to get in the interview room and I'm gonna talk, oh, I won. It's over. It's over. It's over. Bro. But you know, I, I'm at the place. I, Whole Foods did a lot for me, man. They was yeah. the reason I, I was able to pay for my my wedding, and I'm not scared. I don't have FOBO, meaning I'm, I have fear of better opportunities. That's not why I'm not leaving Whole Foods. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in life. Like I didn't expect to be in no Whole Foods and then have, dude. Like I have so much Whole Foods clothes, and I didn't been to Connecticut. Yeah, dude. Your your, your post the other day. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm got, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was in the car, but you had the yeah. the Whole Foods hat, the Whole Foods shirt, the Whole Foods vest, the Whole me? Foods coat, the Whole Foods book bag. Yeah, dude, like dude, I got Whole everything. Foods, everything. Which, which, dude, like I, uh, you know, like I said, man, you know, the pin on my hat, I, yeah. I, I, I still wear it when I'm not working. You know, I, I don't even a, work there. I still promote it. It's, I still it's a great you know, place, everything. man. It was a great. It's a great but, place for people, man. And you know, I met a lot of great people there, bro. Like, I'm very thankful for the relationships, like with you, Brian. Like Brian, when I when I when I came in contact with Brian, like people were telling me, yeah, Brian's an asshole. He's tough, and I knew that coming in. So you know, I I know you're an asshole. So I ain't gonna do nothing to let you be an asshole. You feel me? So yeah. if I know he gonna, I know if I'm in his way when he coming down his forklift, he gonna be an asshole to me. So let me just get out of his way now, or I'll look at the product that he pulling down, and I know the slot where he coming is right by me. Let me just bag up right now because I yeah. know he coming. It's like, bro, make things easier for yourself. I just don't like when people tell me the same thing more than once. So yeah, and that's I'm gonna fix know, it before it happens. You know exactly, that and that, that and yeah. that's the thing. Like, it wasn't that I was being an asshole. It it was that I was trying exactly. to do my job. Exactly. You know. Yep. And if I can't do my job, you guys can't do like. I, Dude, like I was making my bonus. Yeah, I'm gonna get my I, bonus. I, I was making my bonus regardless, and everything I did, it was. All right, I'm gonna help you get your bonus too. Exactly. You know, but a lot of people didn't take it that way. But, a lot of people just seemed like, oh, well, this guy fucking bitches about everything. Yeah, but one thing about it is, I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm going to get my bonus. You hear me? Well, that. All right. So, so take like. As, so move a, out my way is what I'm saying. As, as a putaway driver. Mm -hmm. All right. My bonus is guaranteed unless I got errors. If 100%. I put shit in the wrong spot, that's on me. Mm -hmm. But uh, minimum was. 55 an hour i was averaging 75 all right so i'm getting my bonus right. the receivers were not the receivers were not getting their bonus but it was all right i'm trying to do this so that you guys can get your bonus i'm trying to help you guys get your bonus because i'm getting mine I'm getting but <laughs> but in most eyes I was just bitching about that. I was exactly. bitching about this. You're trying to be selfish. You know, but no, in, in reality, it was like, no, I'm trying to make you guys more fucking money. Yeah, because I honestly But you're not say, taking advantage of it. No, and honestly, like, honestly, with me moving up in the company, learning different things, I honestly see that one hand wash the other in this place, like. Absolutely. With everything. Like Absolutely. I'm talking about from, from one from A to B, you cannot get the Z without ABC is what I'm saying. When, when I started. Like, this shit wash each other, like, it's crazy. When I started as a selector. Somebody told me, you take care of the high lift drivers, they're uh -huh. going to take care of you. Yep. And I fucking yep. seen it. Yep. I, and and just like you said, oh, shit, he's coming right by my slot. You see Let me get out of the way. Pulling down? Yeah. Oh, I see that every day, every Dude, single day. I know those strawberries are going here, so I let know me get the that. fuck out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. So, but. <laughs> but it's crazy, Oh, man. dude, I, I remember like one, one <laughs> in, in one of our uh, lunchtime meetings or something, like, I remember because I, I was on a high lift and people kept running under the high lift. And it was like, oh, you know, all right, you're running under the high lift. You're going to 
you could get fucking, fucking killed. Die. You, what the you, fuck? You could fucking get killed. <laughs> all right. And I remember, like, in in one of the For meetings, because like we had a lot of problems with that, and we would bring it up every meeting. And finally, I was like, "Look, um, all right, do you trust me enough to give me your wallet and your wife's number?" Mm. And obviously, everybody's no. Well, why the right. well then why the fuck are you trusting me with your life? Right. What the fuck? Like Sound I could, crazy. I could, I could kill you right now for like, real. And any, for any, real. any minute accident, and you're fucking gone, bro. And let me tell you something. When I went to Connecticut, these people they don't use crowns; they use that red shit. I don't even remember. Yeah, the, the Raymond. 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 There you yeah. go, bro. When I say I was on this forklift and I felt scared the entire time I was there, and then after I get done that whole day using that scary ass forklift, the guy say, "Man." Don't nobody use that forklift. I don't even know why you hopped on that one. You need to use, you <laughs> fucking dickhead. I've been scared the entire day of killing myself or anybody, dog. And it's a very dangerous thing. And like I said, man, that, that warehouse shit ain't for everybody, man. No. It is no, not definitely for not. everybody, like, bro. Like, a lot of people come in trying to, yeah, man, y'all start off at this. Y'all start off at this. Damn, y'all make this bonus. Damn, yeah, yeah. But when they get in there, they see that that shit ain't for them. They be like, nah, bro, this ain't for me. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not for everybody. Do you want to try <laughs> yeah. a little bit of this? Yeah, let me get a baby. Just a little baby. All right, we good. All I just right. got a little baby, y'all. I'm so, under the alcohol limit. I, personally, I think this goes a lot better with the cigar that we're smoking. Okay. Um, What's the name on this again? Uh, cigar or booze? Cigar. Uh, the cigar that you've got is the uh, Flor de las Antillas by My my Father's Cigars. Yeah, My Father's. I feel that. Oh, that's uh, the name of the company. Yeah, the company is My Father. Uh, my my father's cigars. The the cigar itself is uh, Flor de las Antillas. Bro, you gotta get some of these people to sponsor you. Oh shit, dude! I wish. Just work on it. It'll come. Um, the what I just poured you Sun is grown. the uh, the Weller Special Reserve. Oh, I like it. Oh, um, I think that's what I was missing, Brian. See? Oh, we. I, 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 I wanted to, I wanted to tell you no on the Suntory. Yeah. Like you you tasted it. You liked it. It was this like all right. This space tastes like a ginger in it or something. No, no, it's uh, it's actually wheat. It's a it's a weeded bourbon. Yeah, I knew it was something, but uh, I like that. Shout out to Wellers. Yeah, they they've got some good stuff. <coughs> um, but yeah, that's you know you mentioned earlier the Centauri was a real light whiskey. And, yeah, and it and it is. Uh, it it is tasty. It's very tasty with with a with a lighter cigar. Oh yeah, this is it, perfect. It, this it goes cigar, well. It's perfect with that cigar. The that. the Weller with that went. Went really good for me. It's you know, like I said, right now I'm smoking a a, a cheap cigar. I got one of the Nicaraguan overruns. It's like a, a uh, god damn it interception. Damn, why y'all just gonna let the man run? Y'all just letting him run. Knock the motherfucker down. Oh <laughs> damn it! That was a cheapo right there. That was cheap. All right. So, but yeah, uh, the Weller Weller pretty much goes good with everything I've smoked with it so far. Uh, I'm I'm getting to the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Well, it's just good. But the the first time I tried the Centauri was a few days ago, and I I, I drank it with a Connecticut, and it went really well. What's a Connecticut? A uh, cigar? A Connecticut is uh, it, it's grown in well, traditionally it's it's grown in uh, Connecticut, U.S. Uh, it's a it's a lighter, uh, mainly a wrapper leaf. Um, so it's a lot more mild. Uh, That's the Connecticut. Yeah, uh, Maduros are going to be a little bit more flavorful. Well, not I, flavorful is a bad word. Um, 
it's going to be a little bit more um, intense. There you go. I guess uh, strength wise and whatnot. But this is really good. Yeah, so it probably a good thing that uh, it came out they, they, that you didn't start with the I'd Weller. Be trash right now, probably <laughs> if I started with the Wells. Uh, earlier, you mentioned Hennessy, which somebody mentioned before that uh, the Hennessy goes really well. The the, the cognac with, with cigars. cigars yeah. um, I I haven't ventured into that too much. Uh, well, actually, cognac at all uh, with cigars. Um, what what I need to venture into is uh, bourbon or not bourbon. God damn it, uh, rum. Rums, yeah, rum. Rum is good. The, the, rum is good. I had. Um, I, th- I used to think all of these were made out of rum. No cigars. No, no, no. Nope. No, there's 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 some that are dipped in rum or or uh, aged in rum barrels, whatnot. But so you know what people are smoking nowadays, Brian? What's that? Fonto leaves. Have you ever heard of Fonto leaf? No. Fonto leaves is um well they're rolling up weed in it of course but it's like a big ass leaf with like different vines in it. And they're rolling those shits up like cigars, like weed. You know? What kind, what kind of plant is it? Is it a tree? Is it? It's like um, I believe it's a tree. I don't want to lie to your your viewers, but you guys Google the Fanto leaf. F A, Fanto, F A N T O leaf. Yeah, but I found that out when I went to um New York. I went to New York for a week, and them motherfuckers were smoking Fanto leaves. I said, damn, that's the closest to the cigar you're gonna get. And then you got backwoods. You know about backwoods? Oh yeah, you like backwoods? No, uh, you ever smoked one? I, I I used to, like back back when my my first marriage, um, to get away. First marriage. Let's talk about that. So so to, so <laughs> so I still smoked cigarettes when I was married the first time. Okay, and she didn't like cigarettes, so it's like, oh, I'm going out to have a cigar, and I'd sneak out with with like a black and mild or a backwoods, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> You know, smoke a couple of cigarettes, uh, light the light the black and mild or black backwoods, mm-hmm. and just let that burn while I was smoking like cigarettes, smoke cigarettes and then come home. <laughs> and uh, sneaking and geeking. Oh, That's what oh we yeah, call it. we call that yeah. sneaking and geeking. But uh, so yeah, I've I've had a little bit of a history with with the backwoods and and whatnot. But um, that's what I like to smoke backwoods when I'm smoking my weeds. Yeah, it's uh, so. All right, so medicine, let, my medicine. I'm sorry. Y'all. Let me, yeah, yeah. That's my meds, honestly. So, so let me ask about that. As far as far as that goes, like you mentioned, backwoods. Um, do you go for like the the flavored stuff, like the white owls, the no, the pineapple, sir. and no, sir. or or do you try to stick Hell with just no. uh, as natural as you can get? I try to keep it as natural as possible. Because um, I know backwood still sweetens. Yeah, and it got all kind of flavors now, too. But my favorite backwood flavor is Russian cream. You ever heard of them, the Russian creams? No. I like the Russian creams uh, with a good flavor of medicine. It, it, it goes pretty well. Uh, the the original backwood as well, I like those, too. Yeah, and it's, again, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're all sweetened mm-hmm. in some way. But yeah. So what do you think? What is it, like a, a maple syrup type of sweeten type of thing they doing? I, I, I'm sure it's just nothing but fucking but, chemicals. But uh, <laughs> fucking horrible. I, I think I think for the most part it's like a vanilla flavor. Yeah, but most people are trying to go natural nowadays when it comes to that. So how how often do you medicate? Um, maybe twice a day. Twice a day. Maybe twice a day. I'm lying. Three times a day. No. Yeah, I probably medicate when I wake up. 
uh, around lunch and then when I go to sleep. So what hap- I used to smoke all day though. Yeah. Yeah. So so what happens if the drug test ends up getting implemented? So if the drug test get implemented back into it, I'll have to So this is the thing about me. I just did two years of probation, y'all. Nothing that gets two years back, please. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. I probably sound ignorant, but I'm just joking. Um, but it's not a problem for me to stop smoking. I would love to continue to use my medicine, but if I had to stop, I would have to stop. But don't think there isn't um things to buy that can clean yeah. you up and yeah, you make pretty decent money at Whole Foods, brother. Oh shit, dude. Like when I when I work so. for the when I work for the ambulance, like what now to work medicated is something different. No, 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 no. That, that's, that, that's not, not what, what I'm we saying. talking about. That's not what no, we're talking I, about. When I worked for the ambulance, uh, there were people, because, like, we would have saline flushes. Yeah, I know. So we'd have, like, a, a, a 50cc syringe of saline, uh-huh. and we'd have guys, well, I shouldn't say guys, but we'd have people that would put, like, a drop of yellow food coloring in the syringe and tape it to their ankles so that if they got a random it was body temperature it they was got a random what a random drug test okay a random piss test okay so they'd have it around their ankle and it would be the correct body temperature and that that little drop of yellow food coloring would give it the right color and the saline would pass the test let me tell you that's some smart ass <laughs> white people shit bro I'm sorry <laughs> White people do that shit, dude. Black people, what we do is we put con, we put, we, we get a condom, we get some piss, we tie <laughs> the piss in the condom, put it dude. by your dick and your balls, right on the side, that little queef area right there. You hold your legs <laughs> as close as you can to keep that bag warm. Now, if you microwave this shit before you put it down there, you might be in for a huge yeah. surprise. You're gonna burn the shit out yourself. But you put a light little nuke on it. You put that thing in between them, that little spot right there on the side, and then you go in there and you like damn near walking real tight. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Yeah, my name's Maurice. I'm yeah. here to take my drug test. Yeah, then you get in there and you better not pop it to the point where the pee go in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you better unleash that condom right, and then you pour it in there. You run the water a little bit, pour it in there, and then you, you wrap up the little wet condom and some trash. Put it in your pocket. Do not flush. <laughs> you feel me? Then you get the fuck on. No, dude, that's I, I like when when the actor. This man said he had a needle with saline with, with saline. No, 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 it, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't shit. a needle. Like the the syringe didn't yeah, have I, a needle. I know what you're talking about. I know but you're talking about. so that's crazy. Like when when we got word that uh, Amazon bought Whole Foods, everybody was scared. Oh, everybody was scared. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody but me. <laughs> me I, too. Like I, was, I got some money. I I was, no, dude, I, I was looking at it as an opportunity because like. I, I didn't take advantage of the fact that, you know, there's no drug tests and whatnot, which, you know, only only for personal preferences. Like, I, I, I wish I could fucking. So let me ask you this. What does a drug test show you about a person? Uh, pretty much nothing. That's my only question. That's I, I mean, what does that show you about the character of a person? Pretty much nothing. They use, they use drugs. And, you know, I know a lot of people that use drugs. I know pastors. My father was a pastor and used drugs. Yeah, but here's the thing. It, it it also depends on what you consider a drug. True, like what what you consider is going to affect somebody in their day to day life. You know, that's 
I mean, now if you in the, if you it, it, re- responsible recreation, yeah, is so much different than habitual abuse. Yeah, true. Now I knew people like I, I I've ran into a couple people in the places I've worked where people have been like under like not weed or nothing, but like under them like vic like I don't know the name of them pills, but them medic them them uh, medications, bro. I've seen people that like they was melting at work with them shits on. I yeah, mean, dude. whole face just melted. I'm like, yeah. girl, you need to go home, or dude, you need to take your ass home. I've seen that at Whole Foods. Yeah, to be honest with you, I've seen that there, and I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? You're like, man, I got a pill from one of the other guys, and then this elite talking to me like this, y'all. Yeah, swear to goodness. Yeah. So you know, I, them pills, that's the shit, y'all. Everybody's so quick to talk about some medical marijuana or something like that. Y'all need to be worried oh, about them dude, damn pre- prescriptions pills. Prescriptions are... Them prescriptions, yes. but at the end of the day, them shits ain't going nowhere. No. They no. ain't going nowhere. They're but no, that's when when, when Amazon bought Whole Foods. Like, I, I was looking at that as an opportunity. As, like, I, I was joking about it in one of the meetings, like, when they when they brought it up. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, Amazon bought Whole Foods, you know, this and that. Like, I was joking about it. I was like, hey, anybody who needs it. Yeah, 50, I, 50 bucks. Yep, 50 I was bucks. I got, I got clean piss. Yep, I was in the 50 same bucks. At the, time. <laughs> at the same time, I was selling piss too. What's up? I got $10 piss bags. What's yes. up? Un- unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, we never got to that point and I didn't get to capitalize yeah. on it. But yep. Get your ass out of there with that clean piss, Brian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, dude, <laughs> piss I was clean one, of, one, of the few, one of the few. Uh, yeah, man. I was clean at that time too, man. It, and to be honest with you, man, it feels good like to be clean. Like I remember when Dennis Dean found some. Not ain't Dennis Dean. No, Dennis uh, Stevens. Dennis Stevens found some uh, weed, like, in, in the a building. bathroom or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. And at that time, he was like, yeah, so if we start out, that was the only time when I felt good about not smoking weed. <laughs> I swear, I'm like, I'm happy I'm on probation. <laughs> Who's happy they're on probation? Nobody, yeah. motherfucker. I'm happy yeah. I'm on probation, goddamn. I'll piss for anybody in this bitch. But shit, man, other than that, man, I just want to say, Brian, Keep your shit up, bro. It's going to be great. No, nah, dude, I, I, I appreciate you coming by. Hell I yeah, definitely bro. appreciate you telling the story because I I love hearing that, yeah. I, you know, a fucking success story in the making. Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah. And, you know, you, wh- whether it be five people or 40 people or whatever, whatever. like if, if it changes a couple of minds, 100%. I'm fucking happy. Yeah, so like a lot of, I just want to tell you guys, like, because I know a lot of the people that's probably listening to this are probably aren't from my community you know but i just want to tell y'all like um there's not a lot of opportunity out here in a lot of these places so these guys don't know nothing different so that's why they do what they do and it's not a black on black thing it's just like he said earlier your surroundings you know you deal with what's around you you know so if it's black people around you that's where the crime will be i i think a i think a better way to say it instead of instead of black on black or white on white right. i think a better way to say it would be block on block yeah block on block because that's like you ain't lying bro that's you know wh- whatever your community is if you're committing crime you're committing crime against your community 100 percent. and that's Not, the thing we don't look at it as communities though if you pay attention people be like people in my community say man we did it for the neighborhood that's homeboy from the neighborhood da, 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 the neighborhood everything we don't want that in our neighborhood but if you go across the tracks they'd be like we don't want this shit in our community yeah our community, everything is our community yeah, over there. Yeah. And where I'm from, it's our neighborhood. So, you know, we we need to just make it a community thing as well just to at least get up to par with what's going on. But that starts internal, man, and, you know, you got to. It does. So, so, you know, Tupac, right? Tupac was trying to get it to where all the drug dealers would not sell drugs between 3 and 6 o'clock or 6 and 11. 
because it was going to be time where kids can get out of school and they won't get in the mix of anything going on. That's like one of the one of the one of the lyrics from Tupac that has always resonated with me. Was what is when he says, "Oh, I made it. I made a G today. Yeah, but you made it in a sleazy way. Selling crack it's to like, kids. God I damn, gotta get dude. Paid, but hey, God damn, that's just dude. the way it is." It is, bro. Like and that's, when you, dude, when that, that liquor song, when store that, opened up before school opens dude, up, Brian. When that when that song came out, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I hated it because it's like, oh man, he ripped off this song. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but then but then when you listen to that song and you listen to the message of it, like, dude, I don't give a shit who you are. You listen to that song, it's like, this motherfucker's got a point. Yeah. That's the fucking truth. Like, the hate you gave. Dude, little infants fucks everybody. Dude, fucking, I made a G today, yeah, but you made it in a sleazy way. Like, <laughs> dude, how does that not fucking hit you? That shit gotta hit you. Like, but hey, that's just the way it is. Like, yeah, I hear that. Like, growing up, it used to be like in school, you would get, you would like graduate with a trade. You know what I mean? I wish whether it be mechanics or carpentry yeah, like you, you would graduate or, with a trade and you know that would set you up for the world and I just wish it went back to those things because a lot of our young men would be in better positions and here's one, like the, one more the, thing I gotta the, say the the problem there is that everybody looks at anything that gets your hands dirty is a fucking bad job exactly and the thing about it, it dude use your brain use your your hands just do whatever you could do but here's the last thing I was gonna say like with the felons um I believe that okay so. Help people that help themselves, okay? So if they're a felon and they're helping themselves, you know, if if you see fit inside your heart, help them, you know. But um, I don't know, Brian, man. It's a touchy subject. It's touchy. I don't know, man. It's just, you know. If somebody's looking for help and they need help, help them. Yeah, you if know, somebody's like, looking for help but they won't help themselves, d- d- don't don't waste your time. But it's some people out here that really just need they just need that one person to say, bro. See, I had a person to be like, you need a job. You sitting around the house too long. You need a job. You need a job. But that same person could be like, yo, you need a job, bro. But I know for a fact that uh, Wendy's is hiring, McDonald's is hiring, and I'm gonna take you to go put an application. Those uh, are the type of people that's and, gonna change but, the world. But, but that's the deciding factor between a person. Yeah, if if they're gonna say. All right, dude, let me put my shoes on. Yeah. Or hold on, let me finish this show. Exactly. And then the next thing, this is what I was getting to when I was saying a touchy subject. This is it, y'all. Um, you know how the MAGA hats, right? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the only way to make America great again, literally, is to help the people of America, period. The if- people that's forgotten, the people that's been thrown away, that are Americans, that are worth the shining up like a diamond in the rough if they're worth the shining and we can bring those people out of out of our trenches of america and bring them into the forefront of the regular world i feel like the world would be a better place i agree so let's make america great by helping people right here man and i respect everybody around the world but you know it's such a a different balance here you know just just you know just help one another, man. That's that's my thing. I'm just going to just help somebody, man. Like, I got two people jobs this week, this month, and you would never know that. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, I got two people jobs this month. I don't want anything from it. One of them at Whole Foods, one of them at Lily, which is the driving company for Whole Foods. And 
this man had a CDL since January. Nobody gave him an opportunity. Well, nobody pointed him in the right direction or where to go. But even with a CDL, you supposed to been your ass supposed to been out here trying to find a job on your own. Yeah. You can yeah. find a job before I make it to my job to get you a job. You could have did that. You know, but it took a man like me who's younger than him to come in his house and say, yeah, uh huh, I'm going to smoke this blunt with you, but I'm about to tell you about yourself, too. My brother, you've had a CDL since January. You have no job still. Every time I turn around, you're trying to do a, a get rich quick scheme. I look up, you got 300 <laughs> iPhones. I look up, you got 30 iPhones in your living room. But at the end of the day, you do have a piece of paper and you can drive a truck. Yeah. But your ass don't want to go get a job. So let me tell you something. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to talk to the people at Lily that I deal with on a day to day basis. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, I'm I'm not gonna do it yeah and if exactly. i do go do it you better do the best that you can to make this shit work for yourself not for me and it's my name do what you got to do to make it work for yourself and when you tell people that type of shit and you really honest in what you say those type of people will respect you for the rest of the their lives like it's like i always got i can always call this man and say yo bro you think you can you think you can lock my door or you think you could do this down the third not asking for anything but little small things i will always have a place in a person like that heart because they feel embedded to you yeah you know so help people man not to get something back or make people feel embedded it's just you know just make america great again for real don't, man don't enable but yeah, help help man don't don't just push a person down and be like you need to do this down the third without a without a, a remedy for it you know like you tell me go get a job give me a show me where Open yeah. up my mind. Yeah. Open up my body. Open up my soul. Open me up. And these people that you you trying to open up, some of them going to listen, but 80% of them ain't going to listen. But my mom yeah. used to tell me, you got to get 100 no's before you get one yes. Yeah. And if you think like that, you will get to the people that are supposed to hear it. So uh, this is my last thing for real. I'm done, y'all, after this. <laughs> so this guy was like, uh, Reese, you always want to talk all, all preachy and you want to preach it. You want people to feel you when you preach it and when you do this down the third. Everybody ain't going to listen to you, da 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 and let me tell you the truth, everybody isn't going to listen to me. And I'm not just coming from a preachy standpoint where I know everything or it's something that you need to know and I'm just Malcolm Xing you to death or this, that. I'm not doing that. And the thing about it is it might be 30 people in the room and when I talk, I only transpired to three or four of them. Those are the people I was talking to out of the 30 regardless of anything. Yeah. You understand? And I accept that. I accept that I can speak for a room of 50 and only talk to four people in the entire room and make a difference in those four people's lives. And that's what I'm here for. And, you know, you never know what you could do for people. Always open up your heart and the channels for that, you know, and great things to come to you. Thank you so much. Be love. All right, man. On that, <coughs> that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed this. For sure, uh, for sure. I did. Don't forget to check out herfcast.com. Uh, follow me on uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just just Google the Herfcast. I'm there. Uh, if you think I deserve anything, go to my um, webpage, herfcast.com. There's links for Patreon. Patreon, you could donate, you know, a dollar, whatever you want. Uh, that'd be fucking awesome. Donate. Um, and I'm going to get my check. I'm going to donate when I get my check. <laughs> it's, it's recorded, so I got to do it now. I'll call uh, you when not, I get my now, check. Now it's a done deal. It might be like $3, so, though. I'm sorry. I got to pay 10% to church, man. Yeah, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on anybody for that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Twitter is the underscore Herfcast. Instagram is uh, the Herfcast podcast. Facebook is the Herfcast podcast. The website is theherfcast.com. So check it out. Please continue to listen. I hope you enjoyed everything. Sure. And until next time. Happy Thanksgiving. For sure. Happy Enjoy the holidays. Man. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed. I forgot to mention my email. Uh, 
Any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, suggestions, drum tracks. Um, again, if you know anybody who could lay down a drum track for me, that'd be awesome. Email me, uh, brian at theherfcast.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Till next time.